One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Transcendence Podcast. I'm God. And I'm Ray. And we're your hosts. Take a journey with us into the realms of some of humanity's most inner thoughts and theories about what lies before us and beyond the other side. Take a step back with us from the day-to-day heavy burdens of this constant evolving life. From awakening the collective, astrology, the spiritual divine, holistic health, shamanism, and quantum theory, to the frequencies and vibrations of our universe, history, religion, numerology, and so much more. We spend countless hours researching to bring you the breakdown of information from some of the greatest minds in these fields and even our own experiences. We're here to challenge your thoughts so that you can reshape your own minds and beliefs into ones that better serve you. We hope you enjoy the discussions about the supernatural and the ancient knowledge that we have become so fond of and we wish to share with you so that it may also help you on your quest in this human experience we're living. Let the transcendence begin. Godspeed and share on. Like and subscribe to The Daily Transcendence on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. To show support for the show, we ask you to join us on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube. There you can find more content, updates on new episodes, and more personal interactions from both Gio and I. We want to hear from you all and connect, so message us or email us at thedailytranscendence at gmail.com. As always, we entirely appreciate your support in allowing us to bring you this transmission. And welcome back to the Daily Transcendence podcast, June 28th, 2021. 1456. Jesuit, the Jesuit order. What a journey that's been, huh? Going Uh going back into the past and and learning. There's There's so many directions you can go and so many topics you could hit within the topic. It's a deep, Mm -hmm. deep topic. And no wonder why most people either don't really even want to go into it or talk about it too, because history is such a, to me, it's so vague. It's so like, you have to always take someone else's advice. You have to always listen to someone else's story. You know? It's fast, it's vague, and it's visceral. You know what's funny though? That whole Jesuit thing. Like when we first, in the beginning, just me and you, like it started coming up and like talking about it here and there. Really did not think it would go as deep as where we're at now. You know what I mean? Like more so like, I guess like uh, some of the truths and proofs uh, and proof that there's been of, of certain things. I didn't think that would, that like answer would be like, here you go on the silver platters. That's, that's that. This makes sense completely. Like there's, it's almost undeniable. And it's like, wow, I didn't expect to actually get that full information, you know? There's a lot, there's a couple of things that I didn't, didn't really realize they would end up going that deep, but it makes sense now with all the different connections to just all things that everybody, that most people know. Yeah. Well, and at this point too, I'm really, I've gotten to the point with any of the topics or discussions we're having and what I'm reading is I take anything now with the grain of salt. I have strictly no belief about anything I'm reading anymore. 
You know, I, I mean, going into topics like history and understanding how things came to be, I mean, you, you technically don't know. So you have to take everything with a grain of salt. And, and that's what I'm learning. Like, I'm, I'm just, I listen and I observe. And a lot of people I notice are just so quick to say, oh, that's it. Or I believe that. Like, we don't even know. You hear a lot of, uh, you know, conspiracy people talk. It is the Jesuits. You know, it is the Masons. And of course, there's like signs and symbols and things that point towards those, like, you know, to those people. But like, you don't really yeah. know. And it's just, how can you be so sure? How can you be so sure mm-hmm. about anything? How can you be so sure about the, the shape of the earth? Uh, I, it's, it's, it, it's a big tobacco. I get it. It's a big argument over all of it. Like people want to either want to be right or they want something to fit their agenda. But none of us really know. So it's not that we'll never know. Maybe certain things we won't, but... It's a matter of just staying suspended, you know? Yeah. I, it, leaves, it leaves you open to being able to take the blinders off to, you know, anything that comes your way. At least there's things that just won't slip past you at that point. You know, that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you mentioned the whole thing, the Freemasons. Like, um, you know, we had our, one of our awesome uh, devoted listeners um, Daniel O'Brien, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Mike is boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, the fact that, you know, he, I, I just want to mention how he reached out like, you know, and, and, you know, said about thanks for clearing up, you know, about like masonry and stuff like that, because everybody's so quick to blame like masons and stuff for like thinking that they're all part of some sort of like Illuminati and stuff like that. And like, it would, that's the funny thing. It's like, that's one of the answers I've gotten from, you know, that we've gotten from going into all this stuff was like, all right, well, who's like, like, are they bad? Are they good? I know I've said this actually in a previous episode where I was like, I always wondered, but now like going deeper into this stuff, like I really realized that like that, the, the Freemasonry was actually like a, um, a perfect thing in place already to kind of hide some of these underlying societies like the, uh, the Illuminati, like, the, like to get the initiation process going and to, uh, to have the organization, they used it. And it's like your typical, normal, everyday Mason is not a fuck, not necessarily part of the Illuminati or anything and stuff like that. For most parts, they really aren't actually. It's just these higher degree Masons that may have started off in Masonry and went deeper into separate uh, depths. But in reality, it's actually separate. It's its own separate entity. It's its own separate thing. It's it's the same thing where it's like, you know, you have different types of denominations of of, uh, Christians and Catholics and whatever, like, you know what I mean? Inside those each one. So it's like the same thing. And the only way you get that is like, from what you're saying that to be able to get that answer and understanding is like, you know, and not that you're going to get it with everything, but keeping that open, not being like, yep, boom, that's it. Answer only, you know, whatever. If it's just like the, the definites, like definites like that, just, I, you're selling yourself short. Well, and just, I, I like to stick to say consistencies. You know, I, mm-hmm. when something's consistent and it's being shown over and over again, it's the fascination I have with gematria. You know, the undertones to it may not be, you know, they don't wrestle with me very well with how everything's designed by humans and all that. And like people are putting that together, but that's a topic where I, that's, 
one of the most obvious to me that obviously there's some prevalent information there that's going, this is something. I don't know what it is, but numbers are repeating. They are. And they're repeating in a pattern to where it's very, it, it, it's showing. It's, it's showing me something that, that, that there's some sort of either design or maybe the matrix it's, itself communicates with through numbers or maybe numbers come up through black magic or something like that. But I'm not going to immediately go, it's the Jesuits. It's the Masons. Yeah. It's this. It's that. You know, it's it's not smart to do that because you're not going to get to the answer because you're you're jumping the gun and most people do it. It it actually happens a lot with spirituality. Obviously, it's happened mm-hmm. with religions. You know, people assume that their version of God and the version and their version of life and their scriptures are 100 percent correct. And it's to me, you've boxed yourself into a reality. You know, like you've no wonder why people get so depressed and miserable and life loses its color, you know, and it gets black and white Yeah, because you've just, you've made a decision on anything. And it's like, well, how about we, we just based in the unknown. Wouldn't that be smarter? We're going to learn. You're probably going to learn quicker because you're going to learn what's wrong and what's right. So observe what's wrong and what's right. Like here are all perspectives by, by picking something and going, that's it. That's just not smart research or, you know, even just, it's not wise. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely not. Especially because at that point, it's like, because then there's like no, not that it's like, okay, you're after the chase of going down the rabbit hole, you know. I mean, hey, listen, it's good to go down a rabbit hole, you know, also to a, a healthy degree. Um, but that's the thing when you have this sort of, because there's, there's a borderline of when you have a definitive, like you feel like you have a definitive answer on something, that's when you start going into, okay, well, now I have a belief system that this is the way it is and that's it and it's final, you know? And that, like you said, puts you in a box, you know? There's certain things that, yeah, may have definites, uh, obviously, but something like that, mm, you know, it's it's a lot more it's a lot more complex to be trying to come up with definites there. But like, like you said, like the whole thing, like uh, people just being like, Oh, it's the Jesuits, the Illuminati. It's, uh, it's this secret society. It's this president. It's the the reptiles. Yeah. The reptilians. It's this thing. Instead, I think a better way to view it would be like, well, when it comes to whatever subject or topic or something that you're into and it comes up, it's better to be like, well, there's, you know, I feel like there's a definite connection of a part to play that maybe the Jesuits have in this or the Illuminati has in this, you know, there's a part to play, not necessarily it's like, boom, they're doing it. They're causing it, whatever. And stuff like that. Like it's, it's really, it's really not that. Cause you know, what's crazy. Like you said about the numerology and I do want us to do an episode on it because it's actually going to be really, it's actually really fascinating. Um, um, what are they called? It's, it's about like, and it goes into numerology a little bit. Um, the, this like it goes back to like this original language that supposedly comes from the divine. Um, it's called like uh, I think it's called Enochian or something like that. Mm. I think that's what they named it after Enoch and stuff like that because there was a lot of communication, you know, in those stories and stuff. And it's like relating them back, uh, obviously, because we have our oldest things where it's like the Hebrew, uh, you know, Sumerian uh, texts and. Um, uh, Sanskrit and stuff like those are like the oldest language that most of these 
older ancient types of languages that aren't known, that's what they get compared to is, is those ones that are actually more so known and like um, uh, decoded already in that way. But this, it's crazy how it goes into it because it really speaks about, it goes back to the whole thing of words being sound and vibration and then the numeric and like the geometric pattern of it. And then it goes down to a numerical value of it. And like, like you said, like it's, it's like the language of the universe. It's the language of it. It's just that it's been given to us in a form. I do, I, I do have a feeling of that being the scenario. It's like this was given to us some way in our, you know, intellectual. Some people be like, well, yes, an angel came down and like spoke to them and was like this, da, 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 da. like, no, I mean, it could be that it could be that just the fact that it's a t- switch on in the brain. That's like, this type of information was kind of given to be able to understand and decode. That's why we have math because it's like, where did math come from? <laughs> like, where did numbers come from? What did they base them off of? Like, what's the original type of visual and symbol of a number and where does it come from? And like, when you go back and you look deep into that, it does give you a better understanding of it. And even the same thing with, with, with language. And I think that's important going into a lot of these things and this information, especially when you start dabbling divine. And that's the thing. It's one of those things where it's like, and it's not necessarily a definite. You're just being like, Hey, well, it's, it's connected somehow, most likely, but it's helping me better understand it. Right. Well, and the word occult, as we said over and over again, the occult is, you know, hidden things. And so even something like the meaning of numbers and those symbols and all that, it would be occult because it's, it's a hidden thing. It's not, it's not so presented. So to go back and understand what numbers really are, how it was discovered mm-hmm. and what they really mean would be occult studies. And by uh, me realizing that, like, it's just like, if you want to go figure out the secrets to life, you study the occult because they're, it's just hidden stuff. It's not presented. You know, it's powerful because you're, you're actually now, it's like when we started the podcast, we, we wanted to go back and, st- and talk about the origins of symbols and beliefs and how we utilize them as humans to get a better understanding of the world because sometimes words just don't describe things. You, you can't put certain things into a word. It's like describing what a mango tastes like. You know, you, you can't do that. So we make symbols and stuff because we, we, we have another part of the brain that can decipher and get some sort of intuitive understanding, some image to understand it. But, but the, the symbols behind things, just even that fascinating topic. And I know that there's some Joe Schmoes out there that have some theory and some thing on why numbers were and how they came about and all that. But to me, I, I, it's one of those things where it's, that's where you can't really probably get a solid answer from you probably, unless, unless we were given it by some divine or some, I won't even say by the divine creator, but by like a race that had that knowledge, but just in the first place, just how things come about, it's eerily, like mysterious how 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 and why and the thing is with numbers how they they match up so perfectly when it comes to measurements in nature and the equations and formulas of nature itself when you're we're talking about the fibonacci spiral and we're talking about pi and all that you know yeah it tells me that that's that that it's embedded it's the discovery that's what i'm saying about gematria with numbers it's they match like 
which when you learn how uh, letters are numbers and how words that mean the same thing, like Jesus and Messiah and Catholic all end up equaling 46, I think, or something like that. And, and it tells me that, that there's an embedded meaning to those things too. So it's not like we just made them up. It's, that's what, that's what's so mysterious about numbers. Yeah, it definitely is, is fascinating. And like one of the, another big thing that's been, um, that's always interests me is like, and, and that just goes to show how human we are is that we always want to understand things. And like, I'm saying even myself, like we want to understand things in some sort of timeline fashion. But when going into this stuff, you do realize that it's like a lot of things, a lot of the information, a lot of the knowledge goes beyond linear time. And like something that I was looking into was, um, like more so of like a timeline of this, whether it was given type of spiritual knowledge of the divine, like, and, and how it moved across the world and stuff and through different types of groups of people and cultures and everything, like really trying to look back at its origins as well. That's always been something that's been a, a dominant thing in my mind to figure out, to, I don't, I say figure out, but I don't really mean like, oh yeah, I'm going to figure it out. Um, but to have a good idea of the possibilities where it could have came from. And um, I fell across this thing. I'm looking for it right now. And like somebody gave a cool like timeline. It was like probably the best one that I saw was like, that was like actually put together. Cause when you look into it, it's like, it's very hard to find something that's going to be uh, uh, really anything like that. Uh, I really thought I, I saved it. I guess I saved the wrong one. But it looks kind of different. All right. Anyway, but it was just cool that how it went. And it's like, it goes beyond when, when you're looking at it, it goes beyond a point of, of timelines where if you hear those numbers where you're like, oh, this many thousand years ago, there's a lot of people that are just like, yeah, but there was no such thing as humans or anything on earth, or that was just dinosaurs and stuff. And it's like, well, here's the thing. How do you know that there was no humans? How do you know that it wasn't what we know as humans? How do you know that it wasn't something more divine already there? How do we know that uh, dinosaurs were uh, really, you know, what we think of as being dinosaurs as these like you know, things, how do we know they weren't like actually dragons? You know, I mean, if you, when you think about it and you look at it, what was the purpose what was the purpose of dinosaurs' arms being so small? Think about right. it. And we always say that it's like their closest resemblance is to a bird or a chicken and stuff like that. Those things were wings. You know, it's ironic. You mentioned, you say like a bird, but they're reptiles. Is mm-hmm. A lot of ancient texts always show the serpent and the eagle. So, why? Yeah. you know, it's funny how it's a combination of both and uh, just how... See, to me right there, it's like maybe it's to someone who doesn't think too much is going to go, you're overthinking it. But it's like, no, I'm not overthinking it. That is some sort of connection. Like sometimes, yeah, sometimes things don't mean anything. But what you said, it is prominent. It's like dinosaurs have arms like birds and they're reptiles. And that's those are two very well-mentioned things constantly in history. And it's like, well, what, what's, what does that mean? You know? And, and honestly mm-hmm. too, I've heard a, a lot of theories that dinosaurs and all that stuff was a lie and people will laugh at that. You know, they'll laugh at that, but my, this is my thing with it all so far, you know, and this is me recently, like after, once again, this is coming back to why I started this part of the conversation of 
people are so quick to listen to somebody else, hear what they want to hear from it, and assume it's correct. We don't do enough research and we don't do enough suspension of our own beliefs to to really understand and look into things. And if we don't have the solid answer, why have we stopped looking? Why are we just listening to the textbook and the scientists and all that? I'll just be, oh, they're, well, they're professionals. They went to a school. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. You know, I mean, we're hypnotized that, to, to be told what to think consistently about any topic. You know, I mean, being a kid and sitting in, in, in CCD and being told what to believe as a young guy, as a young boy, I'm sitting there going, <laughs> why are you so in a rush to tell me what to think and why to think it and all that? You know, and, and by the way, with dinosaurs, I the Lost World and Jurassic Park, one of my favorite, like, movies as a kid and I loved the idea of it but then when I grew older it's like why am I going to take someone else's word for it let me go on unless I'm there seeing it I just I'm not going to believe it and um, Eric Dubay has some things on I I haven't looked too much into it but he claims that you know he's the big flat earth guy but he also claims they lied about the dinosaurs and our history and it's like well people laugh at that but yet have never really been to any places or seen it for themselves. And we're so used to it now. It's become a habit that if we see it on screen or somebody that we consider credible told us that we just, yeah. well, we believe it. Now that's the thing. It's like, people see it as like, Oh, it's like, Oh, like that's like fantasy bullshit or whatever and stuff. Or, or it's just a fact. Oh, like why would they lie about it? Well, the same way we're making connections so, yes, it may be about dinosaurs, but the dinosaurs connects to maybe, okay, uh, you know, what the earth actually is or if they did certain things that are different layers to it. And then that connects to more of like understanding something else, which understands something else. And you can really understand a bigger thing about life in general and about yourself. So, yeah, I mean, imagine if, you know, people woke up to that and, you know, people are, though, waking up to certain things and understanding these possible the uh, occurrences and, and truths that, um, you know, that it, it would change reality for us. It would absolutely change things. And I think people just don't want to, just don't want to go there. They don't want to go there. And like that whole thing about like dinosaurs, like, I mean, look at all the different, like even the Bible, it's not just the, you know, Eastern cultures, like the Asian cultures or anything, but all of them have talked about dragons. They've always Dragons have been a prominent thing. If we're saying that, think about it on an on an evolution or an animal animalistic type le- uh, level and stuff. What is the purpose of a dinosaur having short arms like that? It's not for grabbing. It's not for using to defend yourself or anything itself. And the way the bones are shaped, it is shaped like wings because they're short. And if they're wings and they're what are you what are dragons dragons have those wings as well and stuff so who's to say that they're not actually dragons and if they are dragons you know what kind of truth can that lead to and that's just something i feel like is more of a productive way of being able to think it because then you're moving forward to understand connections and like like i like constantly say is that it's not necessarily about that you're going to find the truth and to have the expectation with certain things to be like, yeah, I'm going to find a definitive truth. I feel like you're setting yourself up a little bit. But the thing is to uncover lies. I think it's it's easier 
I don't even want to say easier, but I think it's just more, it, it helps get you to the truth by working on understanding what's false, you know, or understanding what, what has the potential of being some sort of programming or indoctrination, uh, you know, what's the motives behind lying about something, you know, rather than being like, oh, like if you're looking for the truth, you're not, you, you got to look for the motive in order to find the truth. You know, and to think about it, just a detective's work. What do they do? They look, they look for, for motive behind certain crimes. They look for the different suspects. They look for trails and stuff. They don't look to be like, oh yeah, like they're not just going directly for the truth. They're trying to find it through evidence, through proof, through thinking, through connections. And I feel like that's the same way this type of information needs to be treated. That, right. And that's really the, the point here is, is you hear another theory. And if you've never been there or you're not a professional, and I understand that there is experts and, and people who do things for a living that you're supposed to trust. But when you start seeing knowledge that maybe is contradictory, but you know, you just don't want to believe it. And I, I see this ridicule. It's the, it goes back to flat earth and why I keep bringing that up. It is a big topic for me because guess what? There's too many things not to ask questions about. And when it comes down to that, it changes the whole history of things. So if that's, uh, you know, a lie we've been living, uh, you know, what else have they lied about now? So like I've entered now a state in my life where not that I'm delusional, but if anything, I've stepped out of delusion. You know, most people would call someone delusional who is, looking up conspiracies, trying to find different theories. And it's like, well, no, it's like, look, life actually got real fucking boring real quick. It's the way we live society and all that stuff. It's even when I'm talking to like my family and they're like, oh, you need to go find yourself a girl and this and that. It's like, oh, where am I going to go? Oh, you go to the bar or, you know, it's always the answer is like, you know, you go to a rave, go to a bar, you know, go to, go to a place (laughs) where you're going to be, you're going to do like, Nothing good for yourself. Or your, or your inhibitions are fucking lowered. Right, always. And it's like, that's society. And, and it's, and you, you just, I don't know. To me, it's just something doesn't feel right. So now you step on a journey and it's like, we're in this age where it's like, look, we're now we have access to everything. Let's ask all the questions we can. Wait, someone said dinosaurs actually didn't exist and they lied about it basically as this this hoax for, for, for money and, and to just fool people. Like if you implant the story of, dinosaurs now you you've told me a history and now i'm actually supposed to say this is the way the world evolved now if that's a lie the way the world evolved wasn't what i was now told and it changed that now anything now it's free free game like now anything's possible and my mind's always looking for like life can't be this dull and black and white there has to where did we come from how did we get in this fucking meat suit you know, how, how did how did my awareness, the awareness I am behind these eyes end up in a body like this on a place? And if you believe the globe model that we're, we're on this big ball of water floating around this big ball of fire and it's in the middle of a void of nothingness and we're just here as an accident and all that's like nothing can be a fucking accident. Nothing this precise can be an accident. So I'm going to ask all the questions. And when you bring up the dinosaur thing with the with the hands and all that, meaning like the arms being short. Mm-hmm. It, see, that's to me, it's like, oh, that actually, that does make sense. You know, I'm not going to believe yeah. it, but I'm not going to believe the other one. Like, let's just enjoy learning and stop smiting each other. I'm sick of it. Yeah. That's what I mean. When people have valid questions, like, 
If you want to know too, if you're that driven to the point where you got to get real visceral about something and you, but because you want to either prove that you're right, whether you're defending it or on the attack or anything like if you really want to try to get to that point, you're not going to really get there by dismissing questions or not asking them or, you know, having some sort of conversation with people that you need to and like opening up that realm of thought, like, you, you really, I just, you're not going to get it that way. It's going to turn into something that's just real, like ego driven and, and, and totally beside the point. Like, and, and that's, and that's the problem with everything that's being done. It's like, it's all, it's being very, very, very surface level. Yeah. And you know, I, I, well, I, I went and found, uh, there's, there's a page, right. And this is one of the people that, and because we got on this topic, um, mm-hmm. of dinosaurs, I'm going to read a little excerpt from, from, uh, I think it's Eric DeBay's WordPress. Um, it says, uh, when children go to a dinosaur museum, are the displays they, they see display, displays of science or displays of art and science fiction? Are we being deceived and brainwashed at an early age into believing a dinosaur myth? Deep probing questions need to be asked of the entire dinosaur business. There may, there may have been an ongoing effort since the earliest dinosaur discoveries to plant, mix, and match bones of various animals, such as crocodiles, alligators, iguanas, giraffes, uh, elephants, and they names a bunch and so on, to construct and create a new man-made concept prehistoric animal called the dinosaur. Where the bones from existing animals are not satisfactory for deception purposes, plaster substitutes may be manufactured and used. Uh, some material similar or superior to plasticine clay or plaster of Paris would be suitable. Molds may also be employed. What would be the motivation, here we go, for such a deceptive endeavor? Obvious motivations include trying to prove evolution, trying to prove dis- trying to disprove or cast doubt on the Christian Bible and the existence of the Christian God, and trying to, dis- to disprove the young earth theory. The dinosaur concept implies that if God exists, he tinkered with his idea of dinosaurs for a while, then probably discarded or became tired of this creation and then went on to create man. The presented dinosaur historical timeline suggests an imperfect God who came up with the idea of man as an afterthought, thus demoting the biblical idea that God created man in his own image. And that's from David Wozni of Dinosaurs Science or Science Fiction. So that's, Hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. It really, it really is. I mean, it's, it gives you a better way of understanding even just time periods and, and, um, and looking deeper into it and seeing how those time periods, you know, with our, our minds, how we're constructing them and what the meaning or the context behind them are, especially with everything that's involved inside of those eras and periods and whatever's, you know, physically there or even what's not physically there, but is believed to be a part of it. It's like, it really, it puts a definition to life. And when you're putting some sort of definition to life, you're creating some sort of thought and belief behind it. And it all comes down to more than on the more minuscule scale of yourself and your self-awareness and how you believe you exist in the world and everything. And, and for some people, like, it could be life-changing to understand something differently than where they're at. If they can have that revelation of questioning and being able to try to, to see things in a different light, it may give them some sort of more meaning to their life. It could give them some more motivation. It can, it could bring on something more positive. So I don't think it should be dismissed like that. And then um, what I find crazy, um, 
but I think this is interesting was, um, you know, I was saying about periods and stuff. Um, there's something that Rudolf Steiner actually, um, he gives an, he gives an insight on like how, like our planet for like how the planet formed and stuff, or just like how life came to be. And before planets were like solidified and however they're solidified, he talks about them in, in periods based off of the planets. So like the first, the, 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 he says that it goes from the Saturn period, the sun period, the moon period, the earth. And then, um, yeah, and it goes there. So, um, and he says the Saturn period was when the future solar system only consisted of one big, massive, um, you know, substance of glowing gaseous, uh, you know, whatever. And uh, in this primal sun life, uh, in this primal sun, life was already present, suns in air quotes. Um, it consisted of life forms that would later become humans. Those pre-human life forms did not have physical forms yet. Uh, that would happen in the last stage, the earth period. In the Saturn period, they had a very subtle spiritual form and they had a mineral consciousness that is a consciousness that is dull, vague, and can be compared with deep trance. During this period, the physical body was being formed, not in physical matter as it is now, but on a subtle level, more like a matrix for the future human body when our planet earth would be completely physical. And then uh, this primal sun uh, expelled two masses that become Uranus and Saturn. The remaining primal mass in which gases and fluids moved around has now entered the second phase, which would be the sun period. Uh, the life forms of the Saturn period now had to make a leap into the next phase of their evolution as their environment had changed by the expulsion of two planets. We had now gotten two kinds of life forms, the most evolved, which were still pre-humans, and those who were behind in their evolution, which would later become the animals. The pre-humans during this sun period had a vegetable consciousness. This was a consciousness that could be compared with uh, a dreamless sleep. Uh, it's a consciousness only aware of what happens inside oneself, but not of what happens around oneself. During this period, the etheric body was being developed. Another mass of substance was expelled, which later will become our sun. Our planets were forming as well, Jupiter, Mars, Mercury, Venus. This was the moon period. We had a radiating sun and planets and a mass of substance composed of gases and very dense fluids that would later become the earth and the moon. Under the light from the sun, the gases separated from the fluids. This mass was inhabited with three forms of life. The most evolved were still pre-humans, included also were those who were behind in their evolution and would later become the animals. Finally, there were those even more behind in evolution, uh, in their evolution, they would become the plants. The pre-humans now had an animal consciousness. With this consciousness, they could evoke images in themselves in relation to what happened around them. During this period, the astral body was being formed. The original primal mass of substance now expelled the moon and became itself the earth. The earth was becoming physical with gases, fluids, and physical material, uh, physical matter. The physical body of man was formed. The life forms less developed than man became animals. The lesser life forms become the plants and the least developed became rocks, crystals, and physical matter. Humans now had a human consciousness. 
uh, what we are familiar with today. The sense of ego is being developed, but it is behind the three bodies and and development, physical, etheric, and astral. Hence, the many errors and illusions of man in his quest for wisdom and knowledge. This is the basic, this is like a basic esoteric teaching as to how our solar system came into being and the development of life forms during this period. It is a little mind stretching, but interesting. Um, but yeah, so he, Rudolf Steiner goes really deep into these things and it, it goes a lot further, but it's an interesting concept and it's interesting with something else that I've seen about the whole fact of, okay, I know I've said this before too. It's like, you know, people think that it was like matter happened first, but it's like, no, it seems like more so a mental, what we could compare as a mental um, phenomenon happened first, which created matter. So mind before matter rather than kind of how we're taught about that one singular point and it's just a bunch of condensed matter and then it just happens like it makes more sense for uh, a mental thing to happen and develop into something physical Well, everything's made up of vibration in the first place you know it's like, like yeah. matter all it is is a bunch of it's it's the ether vibrating at a frequency so it's it's it, yeah. like it actually can't come from matter first matter can't create what it's created from you know, that's like exactly. me saying that I created my parents. It doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. You know, <laughs> like the creation doesn't create the creator. And the thing is, is yeah. everything's actually stemming from the vibratory field of the ether and the, you know, the perturbation as what uh, Ken Wheeler says, mm-hmm. you know? So it's the, to, to think, if you think that things come from matter first, first of all, matter doesn't really exist. It's just, it, it, it's, it's a function of, it, it's what we're interacting with when it comes to like the laws of the ether and and the, of the 3D world that we live in but i always loved using this concept of you know when a when a surgeon if a surgeon tried to cut open your your mind and try and find your depression or your happiness or your you know your mm-hmm. fears and this and that he's not going to find it because there's this counter space you know like if you sit da- if you sit back and close your eyes and you start thinking about say the house you lived in as a kid and you start, you know, and you can remember the smell of it and, uh, you know, or maybe your mom cooking your favorite meal and you could just, as soon as you think of something like that, you, you, it, it, it comes about like, where is that? You know, where, where does that even come from? It's in the field of vibration. It's in, it's in the ether. Those things come first. So it must be mental first. I mean, it's, it's the first hermetic law as well. All, all is mind. So I yeah. think, I think he's right on that. I mean, Rudolf Steiner has a lot of great stuff. I, I I've yet to dive too deep in his into his work, but mm-hmm. he's a fascinating ph- uh, philosopher and he goes along with uh, Manly P. Hall, which a lot of people smite because, yeah. because he's an occultist. And it's like, it always goes back to you, but you really don't know who he is or what he, like, read. Like, unless you just want to mm-hmm. go about the simple, like, if this is okay for you, then it's okay. Like, and, and you don't want to hear this stuff and where it's not, like, most people want the quick, I want to understand it now. They, like we're so programmed to like, I want to know now. And it's like these philosophies and, and, and the meaning of life and, and how things came about isn't going to come from the scientists going, oh, well, there's these things called dinosaurs and, blah, blah, blah. and then on top of that, that's mainstream. And, but then religion's going, oh, we're only 6,000 years old. And it's like, look at all the contradictions. Start asking questions everywhere. Like there's no stupid question. I believe in that. So. Yeah. Uh, and exactly. It's like, and Hey, that's okay to start off surface level. Like it's, it's, it's an evolution on its own, you know, when, when doing that as well, 
And the thing that I like about that whole thing with Rudolf Steiner's because with that, it goes into it goes into a whole point of like even how this manifests in a lot of the stories of you know the um, you know the uh, polar periods and uh, the hyperborics and the uh, the the uh, Lemurian and the Atlanteans and stuff like that. And I know a lot of people think that that's you know also science fiction and like. Listen, I think a lot of the ways that it's been interpreted and written, um, yeah, of course, a lot of it can be very fantasy and it's been used. I mean, come on, like Disney has used it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but how other way are we supposed to potentially try to understand something when when we really break it down? That's how that's how our mind works, though. Our mind works in that way with symbols and and understanding things. It's just, you know, to better be able to observe it, it's not to get hung up on a definitive, like we were saying, and a belief, you know, because, you know, well, we want to feel comfortable. Thing. We want it. We want yeah. comfort. Like if we like if we have an answer for something now, all of a sudden we're comfortable. Like it's like, oh, well, that's I don't have to think about that anymore. I don't have to think about the Oh, dinosaurs? Yeah. No, I don't have to think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Big reptiles. Meteor. Hit the Earth. Oh, God. Jesus all that oh yeah 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 i i feel i've done I, I don't even have to think about it now thank you and i think most people sit back and and they they accept it because they don't they mm-hmm. honestly I, I think an unconscious fear because if you go yeah. really in deep into something say like the religion you've picked or or whatever topics that you you tend to stick to and that you've defined as your beliefs and you go in and find out like that's that might not be it especially people as they get older it's like it's rough to find out that you might've been living a lie this, this long. I think it's the whole anti flat earth people and people that get so mad about it and all that. It's because if that gets debunked and we're not where they think we're at, that destroys the whole paradigm. And all of a sudden we don't know where we're at anymore. Yeah. We don't even know. Like then, then it opens up. I think what it opens up more so then is like, because it's such an, I, I think because that'd be so overwhelming that it comes to the fact of being like, oh my God, like uh, what's, what's even real anymore? It takes the safety out like, of it. Yeah. And like, listen, I think there's a lot of people the two that it's like, yeah, it's okay to be like good with where you're at and comfortable with knowing and having, you know, you live a good life and everything and you know, you're good. Yeah. That's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just a sense of like, if you are engaging in some sort of like, maybe one of these areas it doesn't necessarily have to be any of this. It doesn't even have to be something that we talk about on the podcast. It could be any sort of um, thing that has a, maybe a controversial or like uh, a unknown mystery to it or, or secrecy to it. But like, if you're interested in that, like, why not pry a little bit? You don't know what you may possibly get out of it. There could be something for you that you get out of it. You can sit there and, and it might give you a revelation on something completely that you would have never expected it to be so relevant to, to maybe some somewhere where you're at or something that you had experience with or a feeling or a thought or a belief or anything. And it can really open up something to you and have what would be, I guess you could say an epiphany. You can have that type of uh, a revelation in your life to something or just something just clicks and makes sense. And it's like, why, why miss out on that? You know, because of what? I mean, yes, of course, there's a lot of times that people just don't do it also because like you were saying, that subtle fear, maybe, you know, or just the fact of the, the you know, ignorance is bliss that way. Like, you know, 
it could be that as well. But if you're somebody who does have interest in things and it doesn't even have to be, like I said, anything that we talk about, I think that just when that spark of curiosity comes in, you should probably look into it. There's a reason why there's an, it's, there's an emotional trigger happening there that's causing you to have some sort of interest in it. It's almost like you're being driven to go a little bit deeper. And if you kind of cut it off, you don't know what maybe you're cutting yourself off to, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely worth it. And, and that's where, but, but, but that's where, why, when we're saying this about going into it, it's like, don't go into it so much with trying to have a definitive on, you know, an expectation of the answer you're going to get, you know, have it on the fact that it's like, you know, I expect to get something maybe out of this. I could also get nothing out of it, you know, but it's like, it's, it's something that's going to open my mind more. It's something that's going to create more self-awareness, no matter what, I think it will create more self-awareness, no matter what the topic is. Sure. And you know, I think I have, a, I do have, a, this is one of the theories I stick with is a lot mm. of depression and a lot of anxiety and a lot of misery come, comes from the fact that people have lost their imagination. They've lost, yeah. you know, it's childish to think different and it's childish to use your imagination to think, oh, something else might be true and all of that. And that's the, that's the, the curse of having too much rationality and, and being too logical of things and, and choosing a belief system and going, well, I have the facts and I have this and this. It's like that. It makes your inner world so stale. It makes your life so boring. Like, yeah. allow yourself to wonder. Allow yourself to, you know, don't take it personal that someone, if they have good reason and not like, uh, uh, I was, you know, I always read comments on uh, like any type of fringe and, and I know people get angry. I love to, to watch and I, I see what people say and it's like flat earth. Oh, well, obviously you're, you're fucking retarded and don't know uh, mechanics, the mechanics of physics and, and all this and this and that. And this one guy kept going on every comment and saying that, well, you just don't, you're, you're just retarded, don't understand physics. And it's like. How do you, you know, like, even if like, let's say you went to school and you do, well, right. Well, it's well, I went, I read a textbook and I did a few tests and and this and that. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but this guy's doing, this guy's doing a test too. And it's proving something that gives this open, it opens the door to say, oh, wait a minute. You know, it's like, uh, if you're a detective and you're on the scene of a murder and you're, you know, you're, you see blood on the ceiling or something like that, or like there's some sort of piece of evidence, and you're like, that, that like you think you have it figured out, but oh, there's blood on the ceiling though, so maybe he didn't get shot, maybe he got hit with something, whatever, like bad example, but just point being is, is that little piece of evidence you don't want to look at? Because like, oh no, but I figured it out already, so I don't, yeah, blood yeah. on the ceiling, uh, yeah, whatever, it was still a gunshot, or it was still this, you know, I, I can't think of a a solid metaphor but if you get it what i'm saying it's like yeah. don't ignore a little piece of evidence just because you think you've solved it already because you want to move on with it like you're you're comfortable mm-hmm. in what you've decided and when people decide they don't want to change their minds because they have no imagination because it's like yeah. they just want the answer quickly because when you have wonder and you have and, and you're not too sure about something now you have to think about it and consider other things and with religions and bigger topics, th- those are people's foundations. 
Like people have decided that these things that I think every day, these habitual thoughts I've chosen are my foundation. Like I live from this. This is who I am. And that's when it comes back to the whole uh, spirituality thing. And this is why it's important to realize that you are not the body. You are not the mind. You are the awareness. So I am not Ray and you are not Geo. You know, Mm -hmm. now you're separating yourselves from the things that you've defined your life as. And who knows, maybe those things are the root of all your misery and all of your depression and all your fear. Yeah. And you can really, and and in that point, if you, if you come to that realization, you're able to now go into a more of a direction of something that feels like it's going to align more with you. I mean, let's be honest. That's the, that was the whole journey for both of us ourselves, you know, coming to that realization and the, the, the big spark of starting this, this podcast and even just the evolution here of how, how it's gone, you know, you know, things we, we thought things were going to, you know, potentially look a certain way, but I think how, how things have gone, it's like, that's, that's also what's helped us be able to understand. That's what's helped, helped us be able to kind of understand even what, what our purpose is. And like the same thing can happen for, for anybody that they can really go into a certain uh, realm of their interest and follow those little breadcrumbs, like of the things that excite them, of the things that, that maybe they just want to resolve of not feeling like shit anymore. They don't want to have that misery or that depression or anything and stuff. And like, you know, yeah, I mean, I get it. You could go to, you know, you want to get professional help and stuff like that. Absolutely. But it's the same thing in the big world too and stuff. It's like we give too much power and authority to say like scientists and, um, you know, certain scholar type people. Or They're humans. Anything. They're politicians and stuff. Humans can be, it, listen, can be bought. Humans can, yeah, can that, have I was just going to say that. Yeah. 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 Money, money talks, bullshit walks. So it's like, you know, we don't know, you know, they have people that are, that are funding them and they don't want to be cut off and they have reputations and they have egos too. And they, you know, so whatever. why would They're, they I'm lie? Right. That probably, that's why. Yeah. That's why. No, that's agenda. That's why gains. Exactly. You know, it might not even be, they might not, they might, it might go against everything that they believe in to lie about these things and those truths, but they could be scared. They can be scared, normal human people. They might not even be bad people. I'm not trying to say that it's like, oh, this politician is necessarily bad. This scientist, this historian, the professor, whatever, anything. <coughs> they're not bad people, most of them. The fact is that they're just misguided or they're scared or they're worried about the earthly, physical, materialistic things sometimes. Or they're worried about how they're going to end up being able to show up in life, how they're going to be able to provide for their families or for themselves. You know, that's, that's their concerns and it's real issues. It's real issues that they got to worry about, of course, but that's where it comes to the point where you have so many independent researchers that, you know, yes, they may be more belief driven and that's something that you have to watch out for, but. Oh, in our community, that's huge. Yeah. But if you go through independent researchers and plus the mainstream and plus, you know, real referencing type, like solid stuff that's coming through, you can take all those aspects, piece them together into more of a wider variety of understanding. Not necessarily be like, yep, well, because what this person said is definitely it. It's true. That resonates the most with me. If it resonates, it resonates with you. Great. But it doesn't mean you should just fall upon it as God's word either. Well, that has shut off your imagination now. Like you've shut off the part that actually is the best part of life. 
Yeah, because that's the part where you let it marinate a little bit for yourself within your heart and within your soul to be like, wow, like if I just allow myself to not just close the book yet, I could sit there and go a little bit further and let my imagination go about myself. And this is not to say get caught in fantasy world, but you could sit there and be like, wow. And really, like I said, have those like aha moments about yourself. It doesn't necessarily have to be about like, oh my God, this is what the lie could be and they're fucking us. Like, no, it, it could be just a simple fact like, oh man, this means something more for for life and society in general. And it takes the importance. You know, it might also, like for me, there's a lot of things that it, there's a lot of things that I felt like was important and I would get anxiety over things and feel worried about like where I was going in life. And like my worry and my anxiety of those things was the exact thing that was also holding me back from doing anything. Mm. And when I came into a lot of this information, it really took me to a point of being like, are you really that stressed out about it? Like you to the point, it's like, you're not trusting, you're not trusting a certain process. Yes, of course. I think that no matter what you should be making headway and making attempts, having good intentions, you know, as you're doing it. Absolutely. But it's like, there's certain things that I realized that it's like, wow, it's like whatever this world in that we're, that we're in and stuff, there is a lot bigger to it. There's a lot more to it and stuff. And in that case, it's like you stop putting on the importance of looking at somebody else and be like, Oh my God, they have their shit together. That's why they have this, 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 and that. And whatever and you stop comparing yourself, you stop thinking that you have to mount to something that's always in the, in the outside world and stuff. And you start being able to turn yourself inward and being like, well, this is what I, this, these are the emotions that really truly make me happy. And then you start to realize, well, what can spark that? What kind of memories can I make within myself? What kind of actions can I take that'll actually keep, let, allow me to hold on to those emotions mm-hmm. and uh, of those good emotions That'll keep me in that hyper vibrational state to be able to get myself to get more things done, to not feel so crippled by anxiety or misery or depression. What are the, what, what, how can I reconstruct that? And it starts by stopping that whole view of it's important and this image that you have. And, you know, you have to have some sort of like this society, the way it is driven, uh, uh, identification and personality and this mask you got to wear. It's like, you can drop the mask. You are perfectly how you can be just by being the awareness that you are. I mean, when you really break it down, the, the, yeah. your, the, the name that you're given was decided on, like, you didn't even pick your name, you know, like you don't even yeah. have to be your name and, 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 and start and, point is is you don't have to live the story that you are you know like most people get stuck on the narrative and that's funny because we talked about that yesterday about narratives like Mm -hmm. that's what's so inspiring to me is narratives like you know most people even with like reading books like this generation doesn't read a lot of books and it's it's like well one that imagination part is is real vital with that but also when you hear stories and you have narratives uh it it can affect you in in a whole new way but people want to just live out their narrative and the one they've decided on already. They don't even want to explore. They don't even want to explore themselves, let alone a book or someone else's story. But I mean, anything that's always changed my life was always some sort of narrative or, or, or impact that, that that happens outside of me. And, and and because I think the world really, that's, it's like, it's, it's, um, it's purpose is the fact we've talked about it being a mirror and yeah, 
when if you've decided on everything in your life and and you just care about poor old woe is me, my story in my body and this and that, and you keep telling yourself that same thing. It's like, well, one, you're experiencing the same thoughts and emotions every day. So you're having the same chemical reactions. Nothing's changing. And it's like, you never know by opening up your mind and listening to somebody that's completely different from you and maybe having some sort of impact on you because of their narrative, their story, something that happened to them or, you know, it's, you're not closed off anymore. Like, let's be more open. Let's be, let's have an imagination again. Yeah, I definitely think that's, I think that's a key point. If like somebody doesn't know where to start, it's like, start by realizing how you're possibly following the crowd or how you're stuck in a narrative and falling out of formation just for a second, just to observe it from the outside, see where it's coming from, see where it's going. And how does that make you feel? Plain and simple. Check yourself and be like, how does that make me feel? Where this is coming from, this direction, this path that I'm on, you know, why am I on it? You know, how did I get here? And when you really take that outside perspective and observe it and and really try to release from the identification of, you know, the the most deepest parts too, as well, it'll, it'll bring a certain emotion. I think those are the things to pay attention to is how it makes you feel. If you don't feel comfortable about where you kind of came from and where you're going and everything and stuff like that, then that's enough to be like, all right, well then I need to start looking differently, like looking elsewhere. I need to start, you know, really trying to reconstruct things and, and whatever. And I think that's a big problem for people is because they don't want to, they, 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 it's uncomfortable to start something new. It's uncomfortable to have to feel like yeah they got to finish their story oh, out you know oh I'm I'm, yeah. I'm this that's what I mean about the whole even name thing like you being the same name and you know it's such a dangerous thing that we lock ourselves even to even to the same name I'm not saying get rid of it but most people get you know Joe Schmo is the guy who, you know Monday, Monday through Friday nine to five going to, down to the the factory and da 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 and living out this hey, Joe Schmo is a good hardworking guy Leave he's him a alone, good right? I, I like his boots. <laughs> You know, he's, and he's got, he's good, got boots. good boots. They're made for walking, yeah. but they're walking on that that straight path. They're walking Only in the maybe. same boots. Maybe yeah. Joe Schmo needs a new fucking pair of boots. Yeah, they're worn out. He's getting blisters all over his feet. He start to stink a little bit. His wife complains. Yeah, smelling like Swiss you know. cheese. You know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta take some and take some action. Like Thursday night tuna casserole. Maybe getting a little little old and and nasty Oof. and. You know, that's maybe it. the the Bud Light is a little, little stale, but yeah, but seriously, it's just like but like living that same story is just <laughs> keeping you locked in. It, it is, and and going and studying something like spirituality to me opened up a whole new world and made me realize like my narrative act is actually most mostly a decision. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I can call myself by the same name, but by me defining my my life in the same way every day is me actually deciding that. And most people don't realize it. And why? Could be a calcified pineal gland or it could just be the fact mm-hmm. that they've lost their imagination, meaning they don't even have the ability to think a new thought anymore because if they do, it's, it oh, it's it's so offensive. How dare you think a, new, a different image and word from me, mm-hmm. you know, or a different concept. How dare you, you know? How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Shout out to Ken Miller. Um, you should put, just put it up. <laughs> I, I might. You know what? I, you know what I'm gonna do when we do this and we upgrade our presentation here. And yeah. We have the, 
We're going to have a, a Bill Donahue sample and we're going to have a Ken Wheeler sample or, or multiple, you know, it's going to be great. But, um, yeah. But, so, so like, are you, are you like to be able to po- like pull it up? Like, will, will they be able to hear yeah. it? Yeah. That's the okay. point. Right. Even if you're, even if you were to do it like right now, like, no, I'd ha- I, so I would need, I, I need to get one of those podcaster sampler things or whatever. I could hook gotcha. up my, That's- my MIDI, my MIDI keyboard. Maybe I'd have to figure it out, but not, I don't yeah. think, I don't know. I could figure it out. Probably. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's the long and short of it. <laughs> it's, it's really just stop telling yourself the same story and have a bit of an imagination. And the thing is, is, and I said this on a video I had posted on Instagram, it's like you woke up one day and all of a sudden you're here. And when I say here, you're in this thing in this body and you're in this place and it seems so unclear to where where you came from and how weird life really is from whether you're talking flat or round earth right so we'll we'll go globe it's like the whole the whole ball of water floating around a ball of fire in the middle of nothing dude that's fucking weird it makes no sense same thing with quantum physics and all that these studies actually show that a, a particle is actually there but it's not it's a wave and a particle at the same time so it's actually there but it's not um, on top of that, you have, uh, I forget the name of the term or whatever, but like when things are in two places at once, you know, you have these mm-hmm. with the way that quantum physics acts, you know, like the measurements of quantum physics, it makes no sense. That's a bunch of, a bunch of contradictory stuff on top of the fact that you're alive and here right now listening to this podcast or you're here doing whatever you're doing. The fact that we're here is so weird. And then mm-hmm. how people lose that, like, Life gets so like, oh, yeah, it's life. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're here. Like, no. Yeah. This is what happened when I ate shrooms. And even when I used to smoke weed a lot, I get mm-hmm. in those deep moments of like, where am I? Where where did I come from? You know, and I know people do ask themselves that, but I think there's an, a layer or like a, a threshold people stop at. And I go beyond mm-hmm. that every now and then and get really like, um, like intricate about my thought about it. Like I really start observing it and it's like people will smite others for believing different things, but it's like, yo, humble yourself. Think about how fucking weird life really is. And you don't yeah. know, you know, like you, where did this come? Like this created itself. Like, and all the, the precise things about nature and all, all that stuff. And, and, and then you have thoughts and there's things like counter space. I love whole Santos's whole thing on the hard drive concept of mm. you buy two computers yeah. you fill up the one hard drive and you put a bunch of information on it and the other one has nothing on it which one's heavier they weigh the same yeah. where's all of that information you know where are your thoughts exactly. where are your emotions and, and, it's weird and, humble yourself it is. and but these are the things that and that's where it means when it comes to identifying the things like but we use you know say like me and you we, we may use explaining some of those things as the word spirituality. But people also have certain connotations when they hear certain words, whether it's religious or spiritual spiritual, or whether it's uh, uh, political. You know what I mean? There's certain people have a memory of what's being said. They have a certain connotation that they connect with it, that it brings some sort of thought or opinion or belief about it. And it makes them feel a certain way about it. So you may say something that it's like, even just like the word God, certain people are very triggered by the word God because they, it's not that necessarily that they don't 
believe in God. There's a lot of people that just just are very triggered by, uh, say, you know, the more of the religious sense of it because of maybe just what they've experienced in religion because, oh, who was religious and maybe they didn't fall line, you know, in their, in their family who was religious and they got a lot of shit for it all the time and, or they were ridiculed or who knows, you know, that somebody treated them wrong in, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so associations, it's, yeah. So they're associating it in that, in that way and stuff. And that's the only reason why. But so now like when we say any of these things that are very mysterious and it's like things that can't be, that can't necessarily be given the truth that we may never figure out or these supernatural phenomenons and stuff like that, like these deeper hidden things, like that's spiritual. So like anything can be considered spirituality. The point of spirituality is like, is that when you can go to that degree to understand that there's going to be these unanswered supernatural phenomena, but to be able to go into them, dive into them, the point of it is that it connects you. You're, you're, you're opening that door to be connected to that mysterious supernatural type, uh, you know, divine type thing that creates all this, the thing that we question all the time and stuff. And it's necessarily that to be able to give, it give it'll give more meaning in that sense. It gives a little bit more meaning, or also a little less importance on some of the things that maybe in your life you give too much meaning to. It allows you to be able to have that observer perspective of everything in whole and yourself as a whole to be able to be like, hey, like I, I may have been stressing this thing out, or uh, you know, really really hung up on something that. In actuality, after going over this or looking into this or really contemplating this, it actually is not that important. I don't even know why I was stressing out about it, you know, and it can relieve you in that way. And I think that's where you have, when that happens, that's where you're having what is called a divine transmission or divine connection. And you're, you're raising your vibration, all these types of phrases and words that are being used, especially in this type of community and stuff like that. It's that just to remember that the context of the word um, is not as important. A lot of the times it's the subject, it's the emotion. Yes, exactly. The feeling, the feeling that, that is coming to you. You know, and if you have a negative feeling towards maybe some of these words, that's something for you to look into. Why do I have such a negative feeling towards this? What is it making me think about do or avoid doing or, you know, whatever. And those are the things to look at. And then it could be a simple fact like, oh, shit. Well, if I look deeper into it, I actually do believe in that way. But it's just, you know, I, I just don't see it as maybe the normal definition stuff. Like to me, like spirituality, maybe to somebody else, like I don't see spirituality maybe the same way as somebody else does. You know, it's my kind of what I'm telling you now, what I'm transmitting now to you is my own kind of, of, of openness to the word or the definition of spirituality. And I think we have habitually growing up. We're so used to being told how to think and what to think about it and that whether if it was our parents or our school system and anything else or people that we're friends with, we took the definitions and the associations from all of that and the environment and the stimulation uh, of of, meaning like the things that like sparked thought when we were younger and we decided them quickly and we we were like conditioned to do that. We're conditioned to constantly, um, you know, uh, uh, to stop thinking about it 
and to and to really just say this is what it is and i think that's a weakness i think for people you mm-hmm. know it's a weakness to ha- not have the ability to to think your own thoughts about it or to have your own unique way of putting things together and that's why people are so bot like now it's why people are so robotic and think the same and why they need groups and you know it's like you know i need the other people to tell me that my beliefs are are, are verified or, or you know valid and and mm-hmm. th- it's a weakness it's a weakness to not be able to think for yourself or or at least not realize that you've conceptualized something and that you are yeah. you're just attached to it like maybe sometimes people don't even really believe what they're saying but they just don't want to think about it anymore i gotta go to work uh, I got to pay the bills. I don't have time to think about what God is. Dog, God, Elohim, whatever the fuck. I, I, no. Whatever. I, I I don't have time for this. And that's and that's also a, uh, you know, that's secondary to what society has done to us. Yeah. I think and not giving yourself, to also not give yourself time, like that, that's the same thing. It's like, you could say the same thing about sleep. It's like, oh, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. But, you know, I can't sleep. Time is money, you know. Well, it's the same thing. It's like, I mean, how are you going to be able to be functioning though in the same way? Not saying that necessarily, you know, that you need certain things in order to function in life, but I think you can solve a lot of your obstacles and I think you can move them out of the way by giving yourself that time. It's just, it's your downtime. It's your self-care. It's part of self-care pretty much to be able to have contemplation with yourself and really looking into what you're feeling and seeing if you're in a, in your window of tolerance, uh, during, during certain, uh, periods of your day and everything and understanding, like it goes back to it. Cause then you can understand. I think that's where I'm trying to get at is that it's like these topics that we talk about and especially with spirituality and the divine and everything, I think that's more of the deeper understanding that can lead you to something that's more personalized. That's something that's more individual. You know, that yeah, Unique that's really individual. And people don't. Yeah. I think people don't feel that way anymore. And once again, why? Mm-hmm. Because they don't have the imagination to do it. They don't have the ability yeah. to think for themselves and to even do that. Mm-hmm. That that has been actually cut off. And I actually really I do believe that with the school systems, and I think it is designed this way because they've taken the most of the arts out of it uh, and, and mm-hmm. things that spark some sort of unique creativity to even use that part of the brain. And I think it's a weakness to people. I think that it's another part of the brain that we should have developed as a kid. I happen to be lucky to have a musical family. And I think something like the music or someone who draws or someone who's painting or whatever the hell you do to uniquely create something, you're using this, this mechanism in your mind to put things together in your own way. And that's the point is not being so rigid, but we've become so rigid. We're so square and it's, it it takes all the color out of life. It makes it so black and white and it also makes people very defensive. And I think a lot of it also comes from repressed, unconscious dislike for themselves because they know they're not actually doing the things for themselves and they accepted it at a young age because to go against the grain was so hard. I mean, my, my buddy, Steve and Delora shout out to Steve he had said that he praises me for sticking to, you know, not living that normal life of going to find the wife and the and and stick to the career of uh, you know, go getting a job and all that stuff. He's like, bro, he's like, I love music, I love playing music and 
you know, what you do and how you're still doing it after all this time, it, it's like almost like, yeah, I might have all of these things. I just got married and all that, but I'm a little jealous because, uh, you know, and I praise you for it because you're doing what you love to do and you're doing what you want to be doing. And it mm. takes courage. And most people don't have that courage anymore because they're so discouraged at a young age. And society and the climb to success and all that is it takes so much energy out of you just to survive or just to stay afloat anyway. So the way that even the system in society has built itself up is it has destroyed that like imagination, unique thought and the ability to be creative and yourself. People are not themselves anymore and it's an unconscious dislike for themselves. And, it, it, you know, it, it's really, I think, the root of a lot of the suffering. I really do. Yeah. There's a lot of times in order to do those things that you love, like it's going to take risk. It's going to take sacrifice. And that's something that self-care sometimes people are not willing to do that a lot of the times because they want the safe, they want the secure, but what's safe and secure is also, (laughs) it's also defined through what we know in just normal life by our paying our bills and, you know, that whole thing and like having a job and a career. It's like, not to say that you can't, can't do both. It's not to say that you, 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 you know, the people think that it's like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to be self-sustainable and stuff like that. Well, it depends. It depends how much energy, you know, you're, you're putting into it. Of course, everybody needs to start off somewhere. Somebody, you know, you, 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 you may be in something right now and that's what's helping you, you know, put food on the table and, you know, provide and pay your bills and, all these things and allow you to still have some freedoms and fun and enjoy your stuff like that. But that may not be what you want. It's not what you love and stuff like that too, but it's being able to transcend it to be like, Hey, like I, I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck here. This is not what I have to do. It's just what I'm doing right now to get me to being into what I want to do, what I really love to do. You know, black and white, but they, 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 you know, the thing is, is, and real quick, cause I don't want to forget it cause this thought's going to flee, but they, you know, they, um, it's either God or no God. It's either Mm -hmm. red or blue, right? So we, we're extreme on the sides. It's either I have to go do what I don't want to do or I do what I do or or do the things I I actually want to do. And we, we pick extremes, meaning people can never sit in the middle. Why? Because I'm picking this meaning, oh, I don't believe in God. So I don't believe in God or they think it's also, uh, they, they look at it as like, uh, unstable as well. Yeah. Because they're not decided. They're not, they've, 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 they've eliminated the suspension. And the thing is, is creativity comes out of that suspension, the unknown, the ability to sit there and not know, you know? And the thing is, is it's like, do I want to do music for a living or do I want to go, you know, Hey, I'm not saying going back to like the, um, you know, Oh, you don't need the name and to tell yourself the same story. It's like, no, I'm saying don't, eliminate actually all the you know very mundane and simple things of life of you need the name you need to go work you need to no i'm saying that it's the extremes that's the problem it's either it's one or the other you know i mean think about the whole reason why though people look at being in the middle or undecided as unstable because that's also an indoctrination and a programming of society that tells you that if you're not you know married by this age or, you know, it's all time-based. It's all like, this goes back to the whole thing about, we want to look things on a linear time basis of being like, if you're not married by this time or with your person that you want to be with or in this job or have a career at this point, if you don't have a house, if you don't have this, if you don't, all these materialistic things, society has set it up in a way that when you look at it, you're comparing it on that scale and being like, oh shit, I don't have my shit together. Or I I'm, I'm behind 
you're not behind. Your own timing is going to be different than anybody else's timing. You're not just like everybody else, but that's, that's the problem with groupthink. And that's the problem with, you know, there's a collective effort with all def- definitions of things. You know, same things, just look at it with words. Like we were just saying, like, you know, it, in order for us to have an understanding or a definition behind certain words or things and stuff, it's because there's been a collective effort to define that. But it's all made up of different, when you think about it, it's made up of all different types of uh, meanings from different individuals and different things. So why is yours any less? If you have the same way I said, like for me, like I may not define spirituality the same way someone else does, you know, but I'm not going to minimize my definition. I'm also not going to give it more importance, but it definitely contributes to it. Why? Because then it expands that area more. And that's the whole point of to be expansive. Our, our, um, our existence and consciousness, and that's another thing that's being looked into more and more. And I just saw an article about it too, that it's like that, you know, the universe is expanding. You know, they thought that it was just kind of like, oh, it's here, it's there, you know, the, for the longest time. And then they're realizing, oh, you know, like, like things are still being created. You know, they thought it was just kind of like, boom, everything happens, set in place. Now they're understanding that it's like, well, no, things are still being manifested. Things are still being created. Things are still in a process. It's not just said and done it, how, how it was thought to be, you know, and it goes the same way with understanding your own life in that way, that it's like things are still happening. Things are still needing to process however they need to process. You know, if you're not where you need to be at for some reason, like, it's okay to the degree that you don't have to feel guilt or shame or beat yourself up in that way. But you do need to be able to look at it and be like, okay, well, I'm not happy because of this reason. And if you're comparing it because you're not happy because, you know, everybody else is doing this and I'm over here doing this, that's not really a, a strong thing to compare on. You know, the stronger thing to be compared on is like what you truly feel. And if you don't know what you truly feel or what you really like or what you really want, and this is something that I struggled with for a long time because I diminished myself in this way too. Most people do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it took a while. It took a while. And I wanted to get, you know, feel victim and then feel like shit a lot of the times because I was like, why can I just figure out what I love? Why can I figure out what I want to do? It was because I was not looking at the different things or going to explore a little bit of, you know, maybe thinking about or doing certain things that would spark a certain emotion in me that I could connect to the emotion, not connect to necessarily the, um, the thing itself. Like I'm connecting to what kind of feeling it's bringing up in me and then having the discernment to be like, okay, well, is that just like pride? Is it greed? Like, or is it true? Like love, is it true compassion? And I think that's the scale to, to, to put it on, but also how people have certain times like real, uh, messed up, you know, uh, thoughts on and definitions on what love is, you know? And I think that's a major one to, to really, to really look into on your own too. What is love? What is like, what is the true feeling and meaning of love? And a lot of people have messed up perspectives on what love is also because of the fact that, when they've been in an experience in their life, whether it's with a parent or a sibling or a friend or in an intimate relationship, you know, they may have had a certain experience that it was like, oh, I love this person and this person loves me back, but something happens 
And all of a sudden they hang on to, I thought this was love. So, and it turned out to be like, and they still may believe that it was love. And then it messes up their perspective of what love is. So therefore they may go into a next type of encounter or relationship with somebody feeling like um, that, that they deserve only so much because they maybe were only giving very, given very little that the other person, the next person may give them a little bit more and they're just like, Oh, well, this is love. But then they start realizing throughout the relationship somehow, maybe or something that it's like something goes wrong. It's like, well, what the hell? I thought that was love and stuff. And it's like, no, because your bar was really low. Love has no, I think, what's, what's the saying? Love is, um, I just want to find it. Um, Well, while you're looking, I mean, my definition would be more so that love is something that you discover. Like it's, there's no set definition, just like there's no set definition of happiness. You know, there's no set definition of even sadness. We all get similar emotions or vibes from things, but they're all different in every person. So love is really, I just think it's something that's not really definable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a certain state. Um, but I think it comes in different, you know, uh, intensities and different ways. And I mean, some people could show their love through, you know, the whole tough love thing, right? It's like a lot of people will, they, they give their love through teaching through being tough and, and, and that's a way of Mm -hmm. loving someone opposed to like, all right. So the way that a mom or a dad would love their child, like it's the same feeling, it's the same intention But the way the dad might love their kid is they're going to be stern and stoic and say, this is, this needs to be done and da, da, da. And they're trying to teach him to be responsible. And it's all that. It's like, love is, I think what, what you want to hand to somebody that you think is going to improve and better their life. That would be my definition Mm -hmm. of it, of it. But once again, that, that's just my definition of it because of my experiences and we all have it, but we're so quick to tell someone that their experience is, is invalid because the way I experienced mm-hmm. it was the way that, that it is. And most people are yeah. always about, this is what it is. And it's like, love is a great topic to, to, to really weigh that out. Meaning you yeah. can't define it. Exactly. I mean, I like that, like something, and this is something that you can look into on your own and, and really like, even just, this is actually uh, in, in the Bible and Corinthians um, but this is even something that you can further, like it, it kind of defines what love is, but like, even that though, it's like, you know, that can spark something in you a little bit more to kind of still have your own feeling and definition on it and stuff. And, and what type of experiences, maybe if you, this resonates with you, what type of experience would equate to um, these things that it's saying? And it says, uh, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will seize. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And there's 
that it seems like, oh my God, that's like, it, that's it. That's the definition. Like that's boom, straight to the point. It's great. It absolutely is. But it's like, I know me personally, like reading it, it makes me think about experiences, whether certain experience I had, whether there was a lack of those things, or certain experiences that I felt like those things were there and the feelings it gives. Also times where I felt like I may have given that, or I should have given that, or I didn't or something like that. You know what I mean? Like those are the things that really are going on in your mind. If you have that certain awareness to the point where it kind of helps you make a better sound, um, uh, sound, uh, like reaction to some of these things in your everyday experience. If you can have uh, your own way of looking at them and going a little bit deeper and going a little bit deeper just to see how you process things. Yeah, yeah. I know it's, I'm, I'm going to bring this up because I think this is, it's, it, it's, it's a theory that I totally believe in and you hear me talk about it all the time. And, and, and the way we define things and the way that we interpret them and how it ends up becoming a strong emotion and it ends up being our reality because our perception is reality. Mm-hmm. I do believe we also feed the world that in a sense. And because it's a mirror, um, I love the topic of, of egregore, like the egregore, uh, of, of, of basically like an idea is, is, yeah. an, is an entity. Like the idea of something is an entity. So if a lot of belie- people believe that something is this and something's that, and they've defined it and they boxed it in, you know, now that one, they've taken the wonder out of it, but now they've made it more solid in, in the world. And I think that we feed these, you know, these invisible information banks of like, you know, the way that we, like how we would all interpret love now, like if most people think love is either, like love is blind or, um, you know, love doesn't, like it's not existent really in this day and age. Like people don't love each other anymore and this and that. But when we define things and lock them in, I do really believe in in the laws of attraction and all that. We're, we're, when we're defining something, we're feeding that entity, we're feeding that monster. It's becoming stronger. And, and the thing is, is that's why maybe it's so dangerous to have a massive amount of people believe that this is this and that is that. And if you're going to take classes and trying to learn what love or anything else is from another human being and you're taking their idea, you're only strengthening a, a perception or a perspective about it. And mm-hmm. we, we really should go on our inner journeys and, and define things as we would like to define them and live them and live our own truths because we're only going to keep attracting and living other people's truths. And we're feeding these egregores, these, these pendulums that we're, 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 we're it's alive. It, it once it's there and it's strong enough, it's hard to get rid of. And I think the world is ridden uh, is, it needs the rid of, of the, the, uh, you know, the habit of taking someone else's perspective or perception or something they learn by words opposed to their own experience, you know, because yeah. other people's ideas, they're like, they're like a virus, you know? Yeah. And then people like, you know, when they're hearing somebody's words, maybe since we're talking about these definitions is like more so really to try to, instead of like paying so close attention to like the words. And I think obviously you have to pay attention to words, but like also see, you know, that's what's what's important about human interaction as well is because, you know, you, you should more so look at an, on, on, in a deeper level when in some sort of interaction is to be like, what's, 
what kind of emotion am I getting from this person? What kind of intention do I feel like is coming from them? And that's the thing where it's like you can better be able to understand what maybe you should move closer to or move away from, or maybe you should educate yourself more on, or somebody that is just definitely not seeing to a certain degree that you are. So maybe you need to adjust your approach and things and stuff like that's the thing. And then people just are so quick to hear words and be like, you know, and that's why we fight, you know, and that's why people are just like, ah, like going crazy and miscommunicating and stuff is because they hear certain words and they have this emotion attached to this word. They get triggered by it and everything. And it's not to say that, you know, you, you shouldn't be triggered by certain words. It's just the fact that like, maybe you should really look at the intention behind some of these words coming from the individuals, not get mad at the word itself. You know, it's the same thing, like something with, um, with spirituality. Like, I think that it's, it's gotten, uh, like the, the knowledge of like esoteric things as well. And spirituality, like itself as a, as a, as an energy has been split into like three kind of ways, which is like, almost like, you know, we say the light or, or like white light, and then you have like the black or darkness. And then you also have gray, which is like a mixture. Mm. And it's like the, 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 the light or the white knowledge is, has been continuously infiltrated as we constantly go over in the podcast. Um, and it's been attacked by dark forces and therefore it's like muddied its reputation. And it's also become lost in many ways. Um, but, uh, and, and like it, it's created certain weird things and, and deities and uh, uh, spiritual principles that start to become to look as if though they're dark forces and they're black. But while on the same time you have dark forces, such as something like, uh, like, like uh, Baal, Baal, uh, however you want to say it, that are seen as spiritual. You know what I mean? It's like you have dark force type ceremonies that like existed um, alongside with white esoteric type knowledge. And then there's like an obscuring confusion on the meaning to, to, to the, to the masses and to the public. And because it's the fact of how the intentions were used behind these things. And that's why we even go into this is because to clear it up to, to you, to take it in your own mind, to realize, to not quickly identify with bad, good, because this word, because this is being said like the same thing, like the whole thing we said in the beginning, Freemason, like, I had the same feeling of it. And I was like, oh, Freemasonry is bad. Like long time ago, Freemasonry is bad. And then as coming up, I was like, what? I don't understand. Illuminati, Freemason, whatever. and stuff. But because I went and actually started looking and like wanted to kind of figure it out and understand why there's so much triggering around these certain things and, you know, why it's always so negatively looked at, but then also in the same sense, positively looked at. Why is that? It's because of the fact that there's just, different hearted people there's different intentions in these things well and that and that in this life that I, I think really the beauty of it is that there's no set there is no set definition to anything where we talked about love or we're talking about anything uh even symbols and stuff like that it's we give anything the meaning you know like we give it the we with our intention with our perspective and perception of of it all like a symbol like like um the swastika right? The swastika. Yeah. This is a good example of how things are, are it's a double-edged sword where the, you know, the, the Nazis used it, the Holocaust and all that. It represents, you know, you see it and you immediately think, you think Hitler, 
But then the word swastika is actually Sanskrit from svastika, which meant good fortune. You know, and it also actually meant um, that uh, it represented the movement of the sun through the sky. And as we've known, I mean, all all the um, a lot of the occult stuff ends up always linking back to the stars. And it's what why you know why I got so obsessed. I started realizing, like, man, like actually the oldest meanings of a lot of things were like the the foundation of a lot of this stuff came from the sky. That's so crazy, you know? And it's like yeah. a lot of that, like even I, and it's funny cause you look at the symbol and you're like, Oh yeah, I could see that all of a sudden y- your mind's blown. Like, it's like, Oh, I thought it meant that I was taught it meant that. And I mean, from what I've seen, yeah, it kind of, you know, Hitler, not you know, Nazis, the killing mm-hmm. of the Jews and swastika, but wait a minute, way before it was good fortune. Crazy yeah. how the polarity of that. And so it goes back to anything else can be like that. You know, the occult can be bad, you know, rituals, Mm -hmm. black magic, you know, this and that. Yeah. But everything has a good to it, you know? So you have to take everything with a a little bit of an approach to the wonder of it and, and, and just step back from the defining of it, you know, stop defining everything. If, if something is something in your life and that's it, you've decided I mean, like, cool, but don't do that with everything. Don't do that with yeah. your career. Don't do that with your your relationships. Don't do that with, uh, you know, what it is you love to do. Or, you know, like, maybe you liked going fishing 10 years ago, and now it's fucking boring. You know, you're not, you're not good old Paul likes to go fishing every Sunday. If something gets older, mm-hmm. you change your mind about it. It is what it is. You know, same thing with religions. Some people end up not being religious in the beginning of life and then they end up being religious. They find Jesus and they find God and all that or vice versa. But things change and there's no, there's, there's no reason actually to, to, to fully box things in. Of course we need order and we need, and we need to settle down every now and then get and come down to earth. That's also a part yeah. of the game, but I, I'm always going to stick with, but we don't do that enough or, or mm-hmm. we get delusional think- about the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah, I think if there is to be any sort of definitive of anything, it should be more so of having a like a definitive when it comes to your having a pure, grounded, genuine approach to how you're observing things. I think that's really the only definitive maybe that you should have mm-hmm. is that, you know, it, but it's once again, coming from purity, coming from love coming from compassion coming from an openness coming from things of that standpoint and all those different things of what is pure genuine loving compassionate um all those things can also have different meanings to different people you know but it's the fact of doing that maybe so in so when you're in the observation mode like like what you just said you just said how how a lot of these meanings behind certain things and symbols and experiences came from observation came from observation of 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 looking at something whether it was in the sky and stars and everything or just things in life and uh meditating on the 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 feeling of it Mm. and whether you're grabbing some sort of purity out of it and you're grabbing something that goes beyond physical reality that's something that's more in, in a spiritual realm and that's something so more you know what you consider to be divine and stuff you know that's what created that positive emotion. That's what created that type of context behind that thing. And that, you know, gets developed as time goes on as well, whatever that thing may be, 
you know, so, you know, that's the thing. Somebody, you know, pure happiness to somebody could be like, oh, having a million dollars. Somebody else, pure happiness can be like having quality time and fun with my family. That could be just as equivalent to that person having a million dollars. And it's to understand that, that, hey, we may not agree, but it's the fact that because you're following that intention of, or, or that, that feeling of what it is, and you're using it for good in your own life, then, then, then I can respect that, mm. you know? And that's where it comes to the point, though, like where we see a lot of the things that are going on in the world now. It's like, you know, people have their feelings about something, but they feel like that. It's like, if you don't feel what I feel and you're not, um, you're not supporting me or you're looking at it differently or you just like, it's right away. You're against me. Mm-hmm. And it may not necessarily be that. Yes, absolutely. There is, you know, conflict and people being against each other in those ways and stuff, but it's like, or they feel like they're, they, they're, they're lacking a certain respect or recognition. But it's like, do those people even look even deeper from where that's coming from, where that emotion is? It's also coming from a, from a, from a pedestal standpoint of being like that. My feelings are so valid that it's like anybody who disagrees is disrespectful, is racist, is, is a bigot, is anything. And it's like, they lack the imagination though. That's why, because meaning they have, they don't have the ability to think that what that other person's path and story and where they ended up at and why they don't know. They don't like people mm-hmm. tend to forget. Like, life could take you on some sort of roller coaster, and you could end up at a. If someone like with people that are religious and who smite people who don't believe in Jesus, it's like you don't. Something could have happened to him where life really was a little cruel, and that's just the phase that that person has to go through to actually find God again. Meaning, sometimes, yeah. like, don't judge anybody at what they're doing as long as they're not murdering someone or, you know, doing you know, rape or anything like that. Yeah. But more so is like, you know, you, I think people could have, uh, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it more so is like, you, if someone is bitter or they're miserable or they don't believe in God or they don't believe what you believe, it's like, you don't know what led up to the point that they believe that. And maybe it is that they're in, a, they're in this state because actually... So if you believe in God and that person say doesn't, what if that's actually God's plan to put that person at that, st- at yeah. that, you know, like you don't know what this divine intelligence is doing to anybody and why, you know, the only thing I could really say is where, and I know this is that disconnection from it is so strong and that is due to influence. And that isn't, yeah. I think that's not really, not that it's not God's plan. I think everything is in a sense, the universe is br- blueprint, but I do think that we have the ability to alter and help God. You know, that's where you have the children of God and and and, and the yeah. light workers and stuff. I think th- those types of people are, are to get, be- get put things back on that evolutionary standpoint of moving forward. And when it gets too mm-hmm. extreme and things don't go forward enough or everything gets a little too disconnected, I actually think that that's where the free will aspect of life and us having an effect on it I think that's us slowing the evolution of God down, meaning like we do have an effect and people don't realize that we do have that effect, you know? Yeah. So, well, because no, no, no. I mean, that's basically okay. it, but also I'm saying, so like to, to really relax on jumping at a person because of what they believe or, or where they're at in their life. And you just, why worry about it and stop telling people what to believe in and trying to, I think a lot of people really do it because they want to feel, once again, it comes back to a fear and a, this, 
this lack of safety and they need other people to think just like them. And, and, and I don't understand it because there's times because I'm such an open thinker and not a lot of people think like I do or like both of us because we think alike. But in a sense, mm-hmm. it does get lonely in here sometimes, you know, where it just in yeah, my in absolutely. my mind because, I, you know, but I don't have the ability to just go think like the rest of the population just because I want to feel comfortable. But most people can sit in that. And I think that's the problem, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then it's it, yeah, people get used to it. People get comfortable. But um but yeah, I mean, like the thing is like these like two different like standpoints of people that, you know, when, when, when they're going through something or they're trying to express themselves in whatever way that they're coming from some sort of emotion and stuff, I think there's the lack of, of, of trying to, trying to have a sort of uh, empathetic approach in a way, you know, and I think it's not to say that you have to hear somebody out because somebody could use whatever they're feeling and their emotion and do something that's more, more harmful. Like you can be this, some sort of activist for some sort of rights or anything and stuff, but your approach could be a whole real off about it. That actually like you're trying to bring unity, but in, in the way you're going about it, you're actually creating more hostility, more of a, a divide and everything in that, in that sense all because of the fact that you're lacking the process. You're lacking, you're lacking the process. And in, in this day and age, with life being constantly fast and constantly evolving and moving and, and heavy, like, you know, I think that's a, a really important thing to, to, to come back to is, is the grounding, giving the time to process. People are so hyper aware of themselves. You know, we say awareness to have awareness of yourself and your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings you know, and to be aware of just your existence. But I think there's a point that people become hyper aware. We know there's a lot of, uh, of hypo awareness where people are under aware, but there's this hyper awareness to all these different areas of an individual that causes them to not allow themselves to process what's coming in, not process, whether it's, whether it's something that they're viewing or experiencing you know, whether it's emotion based or mental or physical or something like that to process it in, in, a, in a sense that's going to allow them to, you know, take it in. And we know that no matter what, we're projecting it out somehow to take it in the process of being like, hey, like, you know, I, you know, this no matter what is going to go into the outside world. However, I'm taking this in. That's the type of awareness to have, obviously. <coughs> <clears throat> and to be like, well, here's the thing. Like, that's why understanding this stuff, it's like you you start to get that. It's like, no matter what's coming in, like your reality is very dependent on what you're putting out. So if you're not processing it and you're just kind of going off of the jump and the hype of the moment and stuff and everything, you're putting it out there. That's the fuck, that's a fucking environment that you're setting up for yourself as well, too. You know, it may not seem like that sometimes, but I think, I think in the overall, yeah, it is. It, it, it most definitely is. And you start projecting because then all of a sudden it's like, I don't get why I can't see eye to eye with this person. They're like, I'm fighting constantly with my spouse or whatever. And so, well, is it because maybe just whatever happened? Yeah. And they could have been in the wrong about something, but are you perpetuating it and making it, you know, 
fester into something more annoying and bigger and, you know, angry or sad or whatever, because of the fact that you're not taking the time to allow it to settle and to process it and to be able to approach it in a, in a more grounded, pure, genuine, loving way. That's how you do actually, you may not have control over somebody else and what they say or what they do or how they act, but you do have control over how uh, how you perceive it. You have control over how you take it in, how you process it, how you're going to respond, how you're going to react. You do have that ability. So why not have an awareness about that? And why not be, you know, and understand being aware of being too hyper aware. <laughs> it's literally all that. That's how, that's how deep it rides. But um, I think that it's, you know, really, it, it it all comes back like even all this very wild stuff that we get into constantly even with the past episodes about the the protestant reformation vatican the jesuits and and all this stuff and the esoteric knowledge and its movement and like the secrecies and all that stuff yeah i think that opens up being able to understand how it all trickles down to the common folk, how it all trickles down to individuals, how it trickles down to you and how your thoughts process is, how your reaction process is, how your belief process is, all these things. And that's where you can start to make headway with yourself. Don't worry about the outside. It's letting go. It's le- it's- Don't necessarily worry about changing that stuff. Change yourself and your, and your yeah. immediate environment. Sure. The things that, you know, like, you know, I, I've always noticed what I've, I've really felt this is when I've watched, I've, since I've, I've been a kid, I'm like, why is everyone in everyone else's shit? Like, why does everyone care? So well, they, they might be Italian. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, seriously. Yeah. I put it, I put a context, but God. <laughs> no, it's context, but still I get, I get it. No, you're right. Uh-huh. No, I'm around it. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I just, it, there's just this infatuation to try if like to to affect the world in a way where we want to skew and 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 mold other people and it's because we want to we want to mold the world and 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 make it a place that we're comfortable in and we want to make yeah. it too known that like when we wake up tomorrow we're going to walk out the door and this jerk you know they're going to have a fucking mask on and I'm going to feel safer because they're going to have a mask so I want them to do what I want to do because it's going to make me feel a certain way and and we're, and we're just so obsessed with just making things ours a little too much, and it's because mm-hmm. it, but but it beco- it comes from that rigid side of it. It doesn't come from the like, you know, like maybe if I, watching the news, it's like they tell for every eleven stories, the twelfth one is the only good one, and it's like mm-hmm. the world. It's like why is the media constantly trying to make me look at the world like as if it's such a god awful place? And they're doing yeah. that to so many people. And it's like, they're really trying to, like, I see that as very obvious that that TV makes me, it's, it, it, it's, it's agenda is wanting to make me look at the world in a certain way. And it's funny because then people then actually end up doing that to each other. You know, teachers yeah. try to make their students think a certain way and <laughs> politics, you know, make people try and think a certain way and all that. And it's because they get, they, they give these false promises and stuff. And it's like, but we want to make everybody else think the way we do, or, or at least have them fit our, our mold. And it, it, it's why the infatuation, like 
figure something out that you like to do. Go do it and shut up. And that's really it. Like, no, if we need to fix the world, then let's fix it. But let's stop telling people what telling people what to believe is not the it's not the solution. It's figuring out a way to have a society to 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 fit in all of those beliefs and all of those molds into one mold where everyone can work in coordination, but then at the same time live their truth. And that is all. Yeah. And, and and of course, just base uh, like ground knowledge of just don't harm anybody or do anything stupid. And I think at this point, humans should really know at this point in the journey, you know what's right and wrong and you know what just what not to do. And as long as you yeah. know the things of what not to do, go do the things that you want to do. And that's it. And don't <laughs> affect anybody else's free will. That's it. And then let's all grow together and help each other out because then we can make the world a better place. I mean, how hard could it really be? Well, I think that's, that's a big thing too for people because they feel like they have to have some sort of meaning and purpose in life. And, you know, they, they get looked at as something, something gets brought to their attention that, Oh, something's wrong here. You know, something is broken in this aspect of life and needs fixing. They're the ones that are broken. And, and no, but like ready. So like say something that that's on the news, like, oh, you know, you know, um, I don't even want to use anything specific, but like, you know, there's something wrong with society, right? We're getting told that something's wrong with society. And maybe somebody like you're saying, like a teacher or something, well, you know, I have the ability to shape and mold uh, I'll say young it. minds I'll say it. critical race theory yeah pretty much that's it but it's like they, they something like that it's like okay like i have the opportunity the intention might be good where it's like i have the opportunity to, to do and help for the future generations to fix something you know and but but then again that's where the the purity line starts to get crosses because like okay but your intention is because you want to do that. But also, is it because also that you feel like you doing that, you're contributing, helping, and it's giving you meaning and purpose in your life? I'm sorry, as deep as that is, that's still sur- surface level to purpose and meaning in your own life. You should be able to find purpose and meaning in your own life without having to do something in that way. You already have a purpose. You already have a meaning. Whether you know it or it's, not, it's already the there. The problem is, is it's actually simple. Meaning, mm-hmm. the purpose and the meaning, but the problem, you know, growing up and watching these movies and having these celebrities and having these people that do these superhero-like things, whether it's sports, whether it's actors, whether it's concepts from movies and superheroes and things that we grow up, like, we glorify things. So we think that yeah. our purpose has to be something that's glorified. You know, like we have great, right. Like we have to affect maybe your purpose in this life is really just to affect your family. You know, maybe you're not here to go on this global stage and try and do, maybe it's just you're meant for your immediate environment and that's what you're here for. And then actually by doing that, you're playing your part and that's going to ripple out into the world and end up being the actual thing that does have a bigger impact. You just don't get to see it, but people want to, you know, go and throw Molotov fucking you know, they they want to go destroy a city and kill people and all that because they think, well, that's my purpose. Like, I want to change the world and mold it to what it is. So I'm going to go forcefully do it instead mm-hmm. of working in coordination. 
you know, and and and, yeah. and really using. At this point, we're so smart and we have the technology, and it's we, we could talk to anybody in the world. The primal, like the acts of violence and all that stuff is like have we have gone backwards and how the irony of it yeah it's because we're just furthering disconnection from ourselves we're furthering the ability to sit with our own minds we've get, become so bored and uncomfortable with ourselves to the point that we need all these outside things arousal to yeah to stimulate us to make us feel worthy to make us feel appreciated that we have to find it all somewhere else. But in actuality, the place you're going to find it the most is within yourself. And to be able to be like, you know, you don't have to do, you don't have to necessarily do something so great and spectacular to have that feeling. Like you just need to work on understanding what is a great feeling for you. What is a great feeling for you that helps you, that helps you be able to project a better you into the world because you are part of society. So you want the best version of yourself to be involved in society. And that's only going to happen is if you feel good, if you feel good, if you're thinking good, if you are, are moving in the world, good, you know, and if you're, if you're interacting in a certain way and it doesn't necessarily take some sort, sort of spectacular action, it just takes simple thinking, simple thinking and, and processing. Mm-hmm. That's really it. No, that's exactly right. And it's, it's just instead of, you know, maybe also people want to be seen and they want to be heard. So they go force it. So by going on a fucking going on a march or a parade and all that, yeah, like some things fine, like want to take a stand and go, you know, scream for your rights or not. But or if you're just doing it because you, you're so unhappy with yourself that you want to scream at the world and, and say, look at me, like I feel this way. Mm-hmm. At that point, it's selfish, egoic, cries out for attention. It's not, it's, yeah. it's not for the reasons of wanting to make the world a better place. It goes back to the, it's trying to instill our will and force other people to do what we want them to do because we're so unhappy with ourselves, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, it's okay to like go out and celebrate something that, you know, that, that really resonates with you. But also like you're saying, like you got to come from a standpoint of, of being like, I'm, I'm celebrating this type of feeling and these types of great experiences I have, I've been blessed with because of, these certain things. Let me, let me be a role model. Like, you know, I'm a role model to myself. I don't mean necessarily being once again, some sort of egoic type of thing, but it's like, I'm going to show up for whatever this outside thing is or celebration or anything, you know, I'm going to be part of this group to be a, um, you know, to, 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 to be a part of it and to be a role model in the sense that it's like, you know, there. I'm leaving an openness of myself that if anybody is to interact with me in this group, they're going to see some sort of pure intention. You know, not that you're going forcefully to go out and 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 give your opinion and for whatever and stuff. Just maybe somebody may see you in a different way and be like, "Huh, I've never seen somebody in this scenario and stuff act the way you do." Could be inspiring. Well, and then, 
Yeah. Something that you end up just sharing with them and they're like, wow, I never realized that in some sort of way. And you could just end up having a great conversation and you may have opened up their mind to something else and helped them see. And there you go. It wasn't this great spectacular thing necessarily or whatever. It wasn't even something that you went out and had to forcefully do or anything. You just were going there because you were in something that allows you to feel that thing that you want to feel. And you're allowed to celebrate something that you're proud of and happy of and stuff like that. Then it's like, you know, not that you're doing it to spite anybody or to push your beliefs or opinion on anything. It's about the fact that you're celebrating it for you because of what it gives you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, 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 and well, it, and on top of mm-hmm. that, if you want to speak, if you want to talk spiritual and talk energetic mm-hmm. and all that, it's like mm-hmm. if your intention, if you have, if you have bad intentions, mm-hmm. like if it's, if it's your actions are coming from a bad place and you're looking to harm or, 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 and instill your will on something and, and force it to happen because you're unhappy with it and all that. I, I mean, at this point, one thing I can agree with, with spirituality is your energy ripples out and it creates more of it and misery loves company and all that. So if you want to make the world, uh, once again, making the world a better place or forcefully trying to mold it the way that your ego wants it are two different things. You know, making mm-hmm. the world a better place is going to be acts of unselfishness. You know, it's just like you just you, you don't want to go out and march just because you're going to feel better. You want to go out and march because it's going to help. Uh, uh, it's just going to improve the state of the world and other people, you know, but, but mm-hmm. from the actions I've seen in the past year, I just see a bunch of selfish people walking around in a crowd. It's, it's not there's yeah. there's not this gigantic movement of good uh, in t- good intentions and energy and all that. And that's not rippling out. I mean, has the world mm-hmm. gotten better or has it gotten worse over the past year? I think we can yeah. all answer that. Yeah, so, I mean, so the thing is, is are we doing the right things? Has anything we've done this past year worked or in the past 30 years, has it really worked? Or can we just look at the results here and say, ah, something's up, but to just fly off the handle and then start trying to destroy the world with your bare hands and say, well, this, I'm, um, you know, the old way's got to go and fuck the system and all that. It's like, yeah, I agree with you on that kind of, but I, but we're in, we have the abilities now to talk and, and converse and all the information that you need at hand and it's all that. Let's just figure it out and be open, open up your minds first. The first step to any change is changing yourself and letting go of the past and letting go of the things that have gotten you to this point. But people come from that actually. The thing that harmed them and whatever, they're they're actually their actions are stemming from that, you know, unresolved nonsense going inside. Yeah. You know, going on inside. Well, they're coming from a very they're coming from a very triggered, traumatized, uh, you know, angry standpoint. It's not to say that you can't be angry about something. Yeah, but it's like it's important if you. But if you're angry, that's your driving force to put you in that position to to move you forward to be like I want to figure something out. I want to resolve something. Well, in order to resolve something though, you can't just keep feeding off just just the pure anger. There's got to be rationalization behind it. You know, there's got if you want it's anything to actually be fixed or changed or heard or anything, you have to be rational about it. You have to be coming from a grounded place, an open place as well. You know, even if in order maybe you're on the opposition and it's some some other sort of group or anything or person needs to needs to be more open with you, you have to want to understand that that they're not necessarily maybe maybe gonna be have that openness. Mm. But if you want them to even if you want to even possibly have 
a, a chance at them being open and really, really, really hearing what you're trying to say and really being able to attach with you on a certain pure emotion that really is going to tug on their heartstrings the way something may tug on your heartstrings, you got to get them to that point. You don't want to just feed the anger more. You don't want to sit there and just scream in somebody's face about it. That's fucking doing nothing. You're doing absolutely nothing in there. All you're doing is just making people more mad and making them label you as you labeled them. And just that's it. That's your definition of that type of person. Anybody who has this type of view this way, that's they're this and that's how it is. And fuck them. And no, no agreement. Actually, well, where's the resolution? That's where you would step out of your imagination and jump in the logic. So there's that balance, you Mm -hmm. know, like sometimes maybe people are using their imagination to feed that delusion that's making it worse. And it's like, balance that out, you know? So once again, use your imagination to, the fi- to find the things that are improving your life and the, what can I do, to, but then be rational. Like, don't let yeah. the emotion and the imagined thing that's like overtaking you, whether good or bad, don't come just from that. Process that and say, okay, <laughs> what do I have to really do now to, to get that rationally? With One, without harming anybody. Two, if I do it in a way where it's logical and that I, I don't go destroy something, it might happen quicker, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. People get too, people get too defensive, you know, and it's not to say that you can't protect yourself. Yeah. Protect yourself, obviously protect your energy, you know, but to be so defensive, you know, it, it's just creating more, more walls, more barriers between people. And it's like, you know, instead you know, I think the best way to break down a, a communication wall or something like that is by asking questions, by literally showing a genuine interest and in wanting to understand why somebody has the different opinion they have and seeing if you could find some sort of common ground. If you could find some sort of common ground, that's the thing to hold on to. That's the thing to maybe dwell more in, in that conversation. Um, Flat Earth, and you realize the yeah, flat Earth thing, right? Not as different. Can't we just agree to disagree? Meaning, we don't know. Well, not even that. We okay? Because we don't. We really don't know. I mean, if unless you were the astronaut or any like, mm-hmm. if you were the person up there and you looked down and you saw it, I'll take your word for it. I, I well, not that I, I, I actually wouldn't because mm-hmm. I'm, I wasn't there, you know. But the thing is, is I'll take considerations. But let's just agree to, to not to agree on it. And it's like, I laugh at the whole, like that battle. And I'm, I, and I'm really obsessed with it right now because like, I, 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 why, as much as the topics fascinating, the way people handle it are just as fascinating. Well, and from mm-hmm. both sides, we've talked about that, you know, yeah. the p- people that are defending it. And then if, it's like the emotion that's attached to it. It's a great example of like, is this helping like at all does and does it matter yeah if you disagree what's the point of going on the thread and the comments on the opposite side and trying to convince the person that they're stupid or that they're fucking retarded as i've read over and over Mm. again what's that really doing other than stirring the pot and you know how human beings are now you're getting the person that believes in the opposite of you to actually want to now believe in the opposite of you more because egos come into play and it's like well, now you're telling me what to think and fuck you now, I'm going to believe it mm. even more of what I'm saying and now it goes back and forth and that's just not how things are going to evolve. That That's, it's child's play and it's making the world worse 
And it's like, uh, just accept the fact that someone doesn't think what you think. And it's like, it's not like someone's going, it's not like someone's like, um, you know, you love your family. And then imagine you love your family and someone's going, you're fucking retarded for loving your family. Why, how, why would you believe that loving your family is a good thing? I mean, I might, I might be sometimes no, just kidding. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm getting, you know, it's very exaggerated, but to, to, to make yeah. the point that like someone came to a conclusion and now if you're going to tell them not to believe that the words are not going to do anything, let people discover things on their own, you know? So life's life's crafty on its own. It'll, it'll hand people, uh, uh, a very cold dish of life lessons. Yeah, stop worrying you know. about it. You know, fuck it. Who um, yeah. Even the even. <clears throat> oh, they believe the Earth's round, and they believe they're on a ball spinning this spin. All the whole the whole pitch. It's like, okay, they yeah. believe that. Listen, I you can understand why people do. You know, you can understand. You know, shit. I mean, let let them. Let's go. let's just let's just think about it. We're all we're all fucking victims here, but it's like, do we want to play into that role? Like no, and that's the other thing. Just everybody, everybody just needs to stop being trolls in life, plain and simple. Yep, he's yep, simply said. And it's not just not just on the internet, just in life in general. But that projection, man, that projection. They have they have to attack because they actually don't like either their their own lives or themselves to that much that they need to make someone feel the way they feel. So mm-hmm. and it's like that. I, I and I, that that is a solid belief of mine is that. The way people talk to other people is actually the way they talk to themselves. And the way they treat other people is the way they yeah. treat themselves, whether conscious or unconscious. You know, so it's like, that's what that really shows me is when I see someone being a piece of shit to somebody else, oh, they're a piece of shit to themselves and they just don't, either they don't realize it or they know it, you know, and, and they want, they're on that frequency and they're trying mm-hmm. to bring people down to that frequency. It's like, no, come listen to my radio station. You know, the radio station filled with with hate and misery mm-hmm. and and this and that, I need you to come down here with me. I need more people down here. I'm getting lonely feeling like shit just by myself. Yeah. You know, that's well, so it goes back to the thing is that no matter where you could be high up in a higher by positive vibration, doesn't matter, right. state doesn't matter where like you're that. at. You could be in a lower one. Loneliness is lonely. You could be lonely in that high state or you could be lonely in that low state. I've been in Nobody both. Nobody wants to be alone. I've been in both. Yeah. That's pretty so right. It's like, no. so people don't, people don't want to, can't face that too. That's the other thing is, is really, you know, the feeling of being alone. Like no matter what, you're not alone. Yeah. In actuality. And that's where it comes to where it goes more beyond into what, you know, a spiritual type sense that you're not alone. None of us are. What's none of us are alone. What's beating your heart or breathing when you're not breathing. Something's doing it. You're not alone. Yep. There's a force. Your cells are actually alive, keeping you. They're they're doing their own their own conscious. You know, like what's transporting the nutrients to your body? You know, what's what's pushing the shit down to your asshole? You're not. Yeah. Imagine if you did that. You're not though. So the thing is, is something's there with you. Some even it got if it got to that point, you you're there with your body and this intelligence, and you're in it. You're not the body. If you were the body, you would digest your own food. So you're not the body. Yeah. And the thing is, is people forget that, that there's this presence and something doing things, you know, something put the air here and something put your lungs there and, and in coordination it works and there's, you know, there's life and that it, it's, it proves that you're not alone, you know? Yeah, that's it. There's just life, there's nature as well and stuff. And 
And it could be the fact that it's like you're lonely because of the cases that you feel like you don't relate with most people or you, you know, maybe you're in a, in a, in an awakening process of your own to be like, oh, well, I just feel like I don't have community. I feel like I don't have really any genuine relationships with anybody. And it's, and it's lonely because it's like anybody who I feel like I do kind of come around to, it's like, I just feel like not happy or drained. And you think that there's something wrong with you, but it's, it's not that. And it's not for you to judge them to be like, oh, well, they're lower than me or like, you know, I'm just too above them or anything. No, it's about the fact that like, hey, just, you know, maybe you can't have the certain conversation or the feeling that you need to have whatever. And that's okay. And that's okay on your part. That's okay on their part as well. And you may know what you need, uh, what you want to be experiencing when you have interactions with people. And that's not to say that you need to keep a really high expectation or too low of an expectation, but to to understand that you're not alone because there are other people that 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 you can mesh well with, and they will show themselves and they will come up in your life in the right time as long as you're showing up in your own life at the right times and the right places and doing the right things within yourself. That environment will start to manifest itself. And that's where you realize that you're not alone. You may be or feel alone in this in a moment, but that moment in all time is happening simultaneously. So it's like you're that 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 loneliness will fade. I always notice when, especially when you get comfortable with yourself. Exactly. And the thing is, is with that, it, I was about to say, when you do that, I feel like life starts to work itself out and things do get better. I've always yeah. noticed when I finally have like let go and I've surrendered. You know, there's stop worrying. There's a time to instill your will on life and do things, and that means you can know, like get up and go to the gym, or get up and you know go do something that you have to. Of course, you have to do it with your willpower. But then there's that other side of it. Comes always back to life with that funny ass paradox of also you also mm-hmm. gotta. There's black, but there's white. You gotta do things, but mm-hmm. then sometimes doing nothing is the answer. Meaning sometimes a lot. And what I mean by not, not just doing nothing, but having the surrender. You know, just, okay, you know, this is, this is what, it, and I've always noticed when I've let go of all that resistance, anything that I was concerned or worried about, it works itself out. And it's real, you know, and I still, to this day, and knowing this and have practiced it, you, of course, forgive yourself because you're going to get caught up in the bullshit again. It happens. It's a part of life. Yeah. You know? It's a constant, it's a constant adjustment. You know, that I've, I have slip ups where, you know, maybe something I'm saying here. I have slip ups all the time throughout my days where it's, I can, if somebody was to watch this and then see me act a certain way where I have one of those moments where I consider a slip up, they could be like, wow, wow. It's contradictory to something he just yeah, said. Modern day would yeah. be like, he's a fraud. And yeah. It no, but it's him. like, it's like the point is, do you catch yourself in those moments? Do you know how to change, change that situation, change your attitude around in those scenarios? Do you have the awareness to know that you're falling into that trap and you're falling into something that's just very like below a vibration that you don't want to be at? I do. I do that a lot, actually. uh, My mouth mouth gets me in trouble. Like I have an intense inner world. My emotions can rile up and I'll fucking talk to some of my family members or friends or whatever. Mm. I'll have some, I know I'll, I'll, I'll act out and be fucking real Mm -hmm. nasty. And yeah, but, but the the thing is, is I always return back to go. Yeah, I was wrong. Like that, I yeah. always catch myself and I'm saying I do. I always, I really, I have such good introspection and I praise my, I do. I will praise myself. My South Node and Leo's kicking in. I'll praise myself on the fact that I know when I fuck up 
and I always cover my ass. I always will say, I thought about it and I, you know, you know, I, I might not fully say like, oh, but you were right completely. I'll, I'll say this is why I felt that way. And I actually still maybe might disagree with you on certain things, but the way I acted complete nonsense. And of course, yeah. you know, and like we have to own up to shit and, and that's it. Forgive yourself too. Like it's people have a problem with forgiving themselves. Forgive yourself. You yeah. know, imagine if I sat here and, and, and think thought about all those things I did, but it doesn't also have this, it doesn't give me some lack of validity on anything I've talked about on a podcast or anything that's been more enlightening that uh, takes that away from me. We, we are human yeah. and that is it. Human. Let's understand that. Yeah, exactly. And like those things, whatever, how you may have acted or how you, whatever, if you continue to perpetuate them, then yeah, I mean, of course, then, you know, people might start defining you as that type of person and stuff, but like all you, any sort of mistakes you made wrongdoings, how you've hurt somebody in the past and stuff like, you know, it doesn't necessarily define who you are. It does not define who you are, you know, especially if you're making adjustments to be aware of what you've done and stuff like that. And it's not to sit there and constantly reflect on it and beat yourself up on it. Once again, it does not define you. You are a, you can change as a person. You can change how you treat yourself. You can change how you treat others. And, and that's the thing to focus on. Not about, oh my God, I'm so terrible. I did this wrong. And da, 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 da. I constantly fucked this up. And this is why my life is shit. Da, da, da. No, your life is shit because you keep going over it and playing it over and over and over and over in your mind. And there's an energetic, emotional energy that's in motion behind those memories. It all goes on with the hippocampus and it starts to release certain hormones as well. And therefore you're reliving that again. And therefore you feel like you never left. Yeah. And the body doesn't know what's real or what's not. The subconscious no. doesn't know. So, I mean, like, and we all know this because, I mean, you could think about, uh, you know, uh, you could not be hungry. And then you, you, you think of something you ate last night and you love it. Like with sushi, right? All of a sudden, oh my God, I'm hungry. My thought literally oh, don't, changed. Don't, don't say sushi. Don't say oh, dude, sushi. I, dude, I had a tiger roll here down here. See? It's, there's a shrimp tempura or a tiger roll tempura uh -huh. and whatever these crunchy little things are on, or, dude, oh, it's the fucking, fucking candy. Bits. I don't, whatever they are, it has been, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm in love. But the thing is, is so uh, now dude, I just made Geo hungry. There's no, yeah, I, get, there's, I, I associate emotion. The, right. But, they, but there's no food here. But the thing is, is a thought <laughs> will change the body. Right and that goes with anything. You could think of something that you were miserable about 10 years ago. And then all of a sudden you're down again, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's real easy. So yeah, stop. It, it's going back again to stop telling yourself the same story because you're reliving the same memories. You're living in the past mm -hmm. and now your body's living in the past and now you're actually just reliving it emotionally and and then you're in that state again. And then and then now your actions are affected and now your life's are affected. Your life and life decisions are now affected by it. And so learn to just forgive yourself and surrender to it. You know, I mean if you were a piece of shit at some point in your life, then you go, you were a piece mm -hmm. of shit. I've been a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I, whatever. Whatever. Forgive no, stop. I, it, it is what it is. I mean, you it's either you could either relive it constantly and keep perpetuating that same piece of shit type person or thoughts or feelings that that piece of shit person maybe was, or you can completely separate yourself and be like, yeah, well, I'm not that person now. I'm not that anymore. Just, and here's it's how just an idea. Anything's actually, yeah. if anything, right. The stole story that you're, yeah, you've lived out at this point in the present moment now is actually only just a concept. Like the past is gone. It's gone. So now mm -hmm. anything you're living today that you're defining something as is actually just an idea. That's it. 
You know, you're just agreeing to yeah. an idea, and you you can change you can change it at any point. But you know, trying to go force other people before you've changed it with yourself, going to try and change other people to do the same thing that you're not. You know, like for example, with racism or anything like that, like people are trying to make the world less racist, but yet they're being racist. Creating more of it. They're being <laughs> in the act of actually saying racist things and i watch it i'm going you're not getting rid of racism all you're doing is just trying to be spiteful and get make it even you're trying to make mm-hmm. and the thing is i get it like that projection is is like with which what most people i believe do is they're trying to get the other person to feel what they felt so they're yeah. trying to it's almost like forcefully trying to make the other person empathetic but in the wrong way in the exact opposite no, yeah. like don't try and make the other person feel what you felt because then oh because then they'll understand me and all oh, you see how it feels that it's like no like there's a better way of doing that instead of projecting it but the world's really good at that and the world's really good at projecting because they're living out their old stories, they're not letting it go, and all that, or they're they're you know they were treated a certain way, they're attached to something that was done to them, and now they want to mm-hmm. go, they and they come off like they want to prevent it or change it, yet they're actually bringing more of it, you know, because they're yeah, attached. Exactly, yeah. they're they're helping create that same reality that they don't like. Yeah, plain and simple. Just like the story Just of the anything. bully, the kid who was bullied ends up becoming mm-hmm. the bully. Yeah. Because they had Karate to protect kid. themselves. Right, yeah. So, like, because they had to protect themselves from the big bad bully, in that way, they've taken on the vibration of the bully, and then they become that. I have a few friends that that, that admittedly grew up like that. You know, I yeah. won't say names, but he know if he ever listens to this, which he has such an ego that I know, and I love him to death, but he won't listen to this probably. <laughs> but, um, because I, I know him to all way too much, but but he's comes off at times he's pompous and he's always right and and whatever but that's because when he was younger he was always told he was wrong he was always bullied and all that but he ended up becoming what he despised and in today's world when it comes to anything with racism or any of these very touchy topics is that's what they're doing they're bringing more of the thing that hurt them into the world and don't realize they're doing it or do so, in the words of Elsa from Frozen, let it go. It's a really good metal cover, go. that's all. It's awesome. I, I heard that, yeah. yep. Like heavy, though. It's <coughs> fucking heavy. I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe a different version. I don't know if it's the same thing, but... You know, it's funny, we bring, it's not to change it too much. Actually, well, yeah, we've been, we've been riding the topic, but uh, even yeah. with, the, with, cult, with, like, with music and culture, too, I do have this mm-hmm. thing where... I'm watching the culture have like in the way entertainment is and, and, and music. And, and I use rap a lot because I mean, like we raps basically the most popular music, at yeah. least in our generations, mm-hmm. it has such a profound effect and it's, be, but you know, it's not helping the world change because it's keeping people actually in a conceptual state. Like we're listening mm-hmm. to music that makes us feel good that are talking about certain things and it ends up becoming actually a truth and that's instilling racism. That's instilling hate. That's instilling relationship issues, you know? And it's like, man, we got to change everything. Like, we got to just let it go. Like, we're, we're, we are really telling the same story as a culture, too. So, yeah. like, we got to really become aware of everything that's going on and step out of our projection and really find ourselves, you know? So, 
Yeah. I mean, I think that's where collectively, if we all take that, that introspective uh, look at ourselves and really what we're doing, how we're just showing up in the world, then that's, that's, that's making headway, you know, you ain't got to necessarily go tell anybody how to think, feel, or do and stuff and or beat somebody over the head with a Bible and stuff. You know, you got to, you got to take that step first to yourself and attract the people that want that you're going to naturally just attract those that are interested in your approach. You have a uniqueness to you because you're not visceral. You have a uniqueness to you because you're, you know, you're, you're very open-minded or level-headed and stuff. And I think that's what gets people wanting to even hear what you have to say. Don't be afraid. Or actually giving a shit about your opinion because they see us. Yeah. Cause they may see a certain calm in you that they're like, fuck, I want to be that calm. I want to know what is, how to, how to, how to have that type of peace. Like what the hell are they on? I want to, I want to be as cool as a cucumber as you are. Well, if only you knew that this cucumber has been chopped up and tossed in many salads. And I don't mean cucumber a might way. be a pickle. <laughs> Yeah, soaked, exactly. soaked in vin- vinegar, stinky and bitter. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's enough to know that. But it's still delicious, so it doesn't matter. It's deli- yeah, and I wanted to be fresh, so you know what? No, right. I, well, cool and cucumber. to really just, you know, we got we got to just get back into exploration. And yeah. honestly, I I, I do feel That's like. It we'll carry on with this in, in the future episodes and, and expand and even get esoteric about it. Cause I have a lot of concepts and yeah. things about it and a lot of discussions I want to oh, yeah. have, you know, stages of the awakening that people are going through and, you know, and, and, and understanding things more deeper on like a, um, not just psychological, but esoteric with this stuff, because, you know, we are harboring in the energy too. And th- th- that is that there is that side to things, but, but also to remember that when you're listening to this podcast or you're listening to anything else, just take things as concepts, understand them, but never get attached to anything. Anything, and we should just be in a state yeah. of learning and wonder. Like, let's just be wondrous. Let's be wondrous yeah. about the Earth shape. Let's be wondrous about if astrology works or not. Let's be wondrous. Like, dude, life's fucking boring otherwise, really. So, like, shit. Let's have some fun. Lighten it up. Yeah, that's it. Be the observer. Yeah. Be a healthy observer. Yeah. That's really, it's really how I can shorten it. Right. But I do feel a, an ending coming to the, to the episode. Yes. So I'm, I'm feeling the drift Absolutely. and all, but like, yeah, definitely uh, more so probably one of my favorite talks because we, you know, we're, we're more and more coming into these as, as we really want to mm-hmm. discuss our thoughts on things instead of just bringing things to talk about when it comes to factual approaches and mm-hmm. stuff and, but we do want to, you know, we have this idea in our minds is we want to be teachers and students all at the same time. And then also have these mm. open-minded talks because then maybe by you guys listening to us, you'll start doing that. And you realize that, you know, it's not a bad thing to explore and have an imagination and to be wondrous about all these crazy topics and all all of this stuff. And let's have fun again and, 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 and just get out of our belief systems and out of our uh, rigidity of uh, you know uh, what what story we're telling ourselves, and and, and as, if we come to that conclusion, we that we, we can evolve. We could finally evolve and and come together and have a good life and a good time again. It's not forever that we get to live this life, and who knows? I, I got this whole thing like, what if we don't pass the test? We got to come back, and what if there's a better 
you know, like not that I don't appreciate it here, but like, hey, let's let's like let's get it on here. Like, let's get it. Let's evolve. Like, let's let's meaning like let's get to, to the, the next, next step. level. Yeah, and, and I'm not in any rush to actually get to the next place, but more so is like before I perish, I'd like to see going forward instead of going backwards, yeah. you know, and especially yeah, at good. this opportunity we have with technology and, and, and all this other shit. It's like, we have an opportunity to be fucking awesome. So yeah. like, let's not blow yeah, let's, it. Let's get the most out of, um, out of each level that we're on too. have a certain appreciation be like, all right, this is the level I'm on, you know, Hey, I may not like it here, you know, whatever, like obviously maybe you need to move up and stuff, but appreciating how it's pushing you along too. To be in that sense. And of course, like you said, we're going to, of course, always go into the origin of things and, and stuff and really going behind the deeper meanings. And because like even just the conversation we just had, like it, it could go a lot deeper to a, there could be a lot of things where you could look at it through the lens of our ancestors or through these, uh, you know, more historical or ancient things. Let's understand um, them. But yes, like not exactly. say they're right or like they're the yeah. thing, they're the truth, you know, like. Let's just understand them. Yeah, Stop you can rushing. see that you could you could see the fact that yeah, times may be different in certain ways as far as a lot of the aesthetics and and stuff like that. But the the human mind, yes, it's evolved in certain ways too. But the the human mind, when it came to certain things, it still functioned the same way as it did in the past. It functions now how it did in the past too as well. And there was a and there's a lot of talk about at a time that there was times that it functioned in a more connected, higher divine, peaceful way in a more pure, genuine way and stuff too. And this is the thing that we're moving towards and wanting to figure out nowadays, at least if you're listening to this podcast or uh, uh, similar things, Mm. you know, that's, that's what it is. But also on that note, I mean, you should, we share with them a little bit of things in store at all about the podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to finally get our Patreon really up and running and uh, create a tier system finally and and have, uh, you know, because we want to start creating more content and get really, really deeper into things and, you know, we're real passionate about it and between the situation we have just with our living circumstances and and what goes on and, you know, we really want to keep doing this and all that. So we have a bunch of stuff that we, you know, we're going to list it out. And eventually when the, when the Patreon's set up, we'll, we'll have links in the bio and people can go check out, um, whether they, you know, want to have a shout out on the show or they want to come talk to us in a, in a chat, um, you know, request, you know, topics that they want us to talk about or, uh, you know, just things that, you know, you can help us out with. We'll help you out with, you know, we'll, we'll this, this given, yeah given uh return type of type of process. So we want to set up the Patreon mm. and uh, eventually uh, even have better streams uh, and, and all that, but we're going to need help. And so we're going to, we're going to set more things up. We're going to get a little more exciting here and it's coming very soon. Yeah, exactly. All in the process of making things more enjoyable, you know, hearing these things out and, and relating and having that engagement. It's all the things that are in the work here. So that's, that's a little inside scoop there, but um, yeah, but regardless, definitely appreciate all the people that have, that have joined us and have been on this journey with us as well. There'll definitely be more talks coming along this way and, you know, little, little bonus things here and there. Um, uh, and of course, obviously the same, you know, very 
informational type, uh, you know, looks and deep looks into the the past and origins and and uh, the divine as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is the journey. And just want to say once again, thank you to everybody uh, on here, and we appreciate you. Yep, yep. And be good. Be nice to yourself. Be kind. Yeah. Be kind and and have fun yeah. and and lighten up and that, and that's what we that's the message we bring is is we we want things to be lighter and, and more fun and, and let's enjoy the information let's enjoy the knowledge let's enjoy let's enjoy not knowing things instead of yeah. trying to know everything you know like let's just come together and and commune and and do all these things because we want to enjoy ourselves and hey mm-hmm. if learning isn't your thing or thinking about things too much I mean this might not be the place for you to be. Mm-hmm. But more so is, but it's not just about that. It is about creating connections with, with people and, and figuring out ways that we can all work together and do things together. And, and, and that really is, if we were talking about the age of Aquarius and all that, that is what we're trying to move into is, you know, how can we work together in, in harmony, uh, whether it's with, between ourselves or whether it's with nature and all of that. Um, we have the opportunity to live amazing lives and, and it's, it's up to us. You know, so yeah. let's figure out how we can make amazing lives instead of trying to figure out what the, instead of always thinking about this, like pinpointing the problem and then just, just dick riding the problem. Just sit, this mm-hmm. is the problem. This is the problem. And it's just like, we just, just like the media, it's the same thing. It's like, yep, there was murder. Yeah. There was racism. There was, you know, fucking president's retarded. It's whatever it is. We, we pinpoint that. And it's like, no, like, let's get back into the wonder, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and like I said, with the, with the Patreon, really the goal at the end of the day is to try and grow this platform so we can give other people a voice too, and, and give people an opportunity to try and maybe enter that state of wonder with us and, 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 yeah. and have it, have this be a place where they can express that too, whether it's through us or with us, but, but we, what yeah. we are going to figure out more ways we, you know, we went over it. And uh, we have some good, we have really good plans, you know, and I'm also doing things with, uh, with music and all this other stuff. So I have a lot on my plate. I'm learning as I'm going. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, that's, that's the, mm. you know, as you guys, I think, no, we, me and Gio both like to, you know, explore and, and grow and do things mm-hmm. because we're passionate about it. And everyone should feel that way because it makes the world a better place. And who knows what you'll do, what change you'll instill into the world and what, who you will affect and what will happen if you find yourself and become passionate about your life and who will see that and, and will, will, will have their lives affected in that way. So we hope to do that. We want to see you guys do that. And uh, it's coming very soon. And uh, we're, we're, mm. we're stoked. We're stoked, Sauce, about it. Yeah, absolutely. The sport helps us bring in all different types of insight, things even beyond this podcast, things that just, come down to the interaction of, of you guys and even to see where you guys are at and um, really, really go into those things and allow yourselves to be heard as well and to, to go over some of these things and make the certain connections that need to be, be made or disconnections that need to be made. You know, that's, that's what we're, that's what we're here for as well. So, yeah. And l- let me throw this in there actually mm-hmm. too, that I know that a lot of people are going to be watching our stuff and when they see people, they see people like Santos, or if we had we had like uh, Derek from the Gematronator, like we're gonna have people that have touchy topics and that that do have opposition to them, and uh, 
we respect anybody, even if they've done things like use the word, the F word a lot, not fuck, but the one that Santos likes to throw the homophobic, the one. homophobic one that Santos likes to use all the time and other people. And we used it, but mm. we used it lightly. Even I said it because I, I was just trying to make it light. But the thing is, is we need to stop judging people. So when we have somebody on that, maybe you don't approve of stop associating certain people with, mm. you know, if someone else is going through something, we want people to come here and talk to us because we think they have something valuable. We're not going to sit there we're not bringing people on because they are hateful or ha- are going through a hateful period, meaning, or have not some- hanging on every single one of their words either. And not, right, know? and and we're being we understand what human a real human is, and that they're not mm-hmm. perfect. And we're also not going to consider everyone a controlled opposition or part of the Illuminati, or mm-hmm. we're a Freemason or a Jesuit or whatever. We're here to listen. We're here to learn, and that's the only way we're going to get to the answers. Is you don't know who has the answer to what, and so any any judgment being placed our way, if ever. And you know, I've already seen a few comments and all that, which not much. And I'm, I'm happy to see that. And we have, we have actually a lot of positive feedback. So I, I'm not, yeah. but I'm just saying in the future, whatever names you see pop up on this podcast, it was for a great reason. And we mm-hmm. thought that that person mm-hmm. had something to bring of value of value and to value yeah. you and me and all of us and all that. So just have to throw that out there that that's, this is all to grow. Yeah. So. Also the potential to give them something to think about as well. From, from even our standpoint as well. You know, that's the thing. It's like, we don't represent them and they don't represent us as well. Same thing with, with anything, you know, yep. it's, um, it's, it's, it's representing yourself, representing, representing what's, what's true to you and what's right to you as well. And we feel that it's very, it's, it's very right to allow these people, allow certain, these people that come onto the show as well to have a certain um, expression that they need to give. You know, and then they could also see how how we react to it as well. Yeah, you don't you know, not that. Sorry, no, yeah. you have no, seen- no. I'm just saying, not that we're some staple or anything and, and stuff. It's just that um, it, it's putting these things into practice and putting them into play. You know, practicing what we preach too. You don't know you what know? they've gone through. You don't know mm-hmm. what it is and why they've ended up at that specific spot. And uh, you know, all of the controversial topics. We don't do it just for a clickbait or, or whatever. And I mean, that's proof because it's not like we've put a lot of things out just for that clickbait. We don't do that. You know, like we want yeah. somebody on because we really think that maybe something, a part of their message or something is important. So that's why we're having yeah. them on. And so, I mean, even with, I watch with Santos, a lot of people are smiting him. A lot of people smite people like Eric Dubay or Mark Sargent. Uh, you know, they're the flat earth guys. Um, you know, uh, whoever else, uh, I, I, I'm not here to focus on what these people are doing that like, if, They've hurt someone. I, yeah, I'm, I'm well aware of it. But if I see that they have potential and I see their intentions are to bring some sort of information and they have like someone like Santos mm. who has hours and hours of free lectures about things that help us understand the world and, and, and whether you agree with the perspective or not, that's a lot of free time and a lot of effort given by a man like that. And uh, even mm. with people, Flat Earth, they're doing a lot of work every day to one, fight off trolls, two, to act, and you know the fact that they truly believe what they're talking about, and they're not doing it to make the Glober people fucking mad or whatever. That they they really like mm-hmm. respect those people. Like let's respect each other, and we're gonna we're gonna have people on whether people like them or not. So just yeah. to, just to, just a no heads matter, up. Yeah, no matter what that's being said, the same thing even with anything we say. Like there's always something that you can always pinpoint out that'll help open those doors of perception for you, you know? Mm. 
So those are the things to look out for, you know, and, and if you want to focus on anything, focus on those things rather than maybe something that's, you know, necessarily triggering or negative and stuff like that. And then try to try to understand the psychology maybe behind things or, or understand that person where they're coming from as well. So, you know, see how you can practice handling uh, your reaction, handling, you know, the way you're going to process whatever's coming into you. That's the task. It's all of our tasks. Yep. So on that note, love y'all. Take care. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.